to episode 220 of the F Reality Podcast. Finally, finally, we get to launch our brand new intro and the brand refresh to go along with Crew V2. Hell yeah! Yeah, <laughs> sick. <laughs> Adam's threatening us with a machete. Jose's about to launch a revolution and Rowdy's going to do a number on your knees. But don't worry, when that's all done, I'll dig you a hole and put all this bother behind us. This week on the podcast, we've got tips for crowd surfing in Rec Room. Turn those old Vive Wands into lethal weapons. PSVR 2 reviews are a yummy candy store and just $1 for a MetaQuest Pro. Psych. After that, Jose is going to give you a run on releases. If you're joining us in chat today for the live show, let us know what you've been playing too. First up, where is Rowdy? Uh, well, there's a last minute houseplant potting seminar, and well, our Rowdy has his priorities in order, let me tell you that. Now, some work thing came up, and he couldn't dodge the bullet. But we'll have Rowdy back in next time, so don't fear. Our bold, bearded, beaver-tail-loving, uh, beaver-tail-lover beaver will be back. Uh, I was going to say next year, because that would rhyme, but that's not true. It'd be next podcast. Um, with that... Adam's gone dark. Apparently <laughs> <laughs> me too. I was like so sad that Rowdy's gone that I just decided to, you know, bleep out of existence for a little bit, but I can, I'll, I'll get that set up in a second. I'll, I'll let you concentrate on that. I will, I will, um, <laughs> okay. I'll, 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 I'll do your bit here while you, I'll do Jose's bit while, um, while we come back around to you. So no worries. When he's not scanning the horizon for new and upcoming releases, this man is face first in synth riders, bebopping to the tunes and working up a sweat. He's ready for the future and knows the place to place his bets. He's our personal game genie, so let's rub the lamp together and summon the VR tech. That's our Jose. Hey, Jose. Yo, yo, yo. What's up, you guys? Oh, man. Um, kind of sunbathing right now. Um, it's like the first time that the sun actually comes out here in, in California. And I did, I, for the last, every single time I've recorded in here the last three times, it's always been kind of dim. There's not a lot of sunlight. Today, the sun is just blaring at me smiling at me so it's kind of like oh great another lighting control and the sun just randomly disappeared now too as i'm talking which is weird but um you know um yeah man i've been kind of traveling a lot and just absolutely hectic absolutely hectic so much happening in the last two weeks so much tech talk um so much technology happening innovation it's it, I honestly have never felt so active in this industry as i felt in the last month that feels good to be an entrepreneur burning burning away the midnight hours, I'm oh, sure. Yeah. Oh, dude, it's been awesome, Traveling. Especially, especially for gaming, right? Like, I, I, that's the cool part. It's VR, right? So, like, traveling, doing any job, working, the, anything that you're doing, that even if you're breaking a sweat, it's like when, when you kind of, it all settles in, it's like, oh, dude, I'm doing this for, like, video games. It's tech. It's so cool. So, <laughs> it kind of, like, recharges my battery. So, I'm, I'm kind of recharged. I think that's kind of the theme this week for me. It's kind of like... I'm just oh, so ready to get back to like everything because I've been doing so much cool stuff behind the scenes and I'm kind of like now just <laughs> amped for just everything VR, man. Yeah, well, we know what that's like. Put the work in, you know, before and you can't say anything. You can't show anything. You know what I mean? And you got something exciting that you want to just 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 give to people and it takes you months or years to get it out. And then it feels good when uh, you finally get to that point. But uh, certainly the work behind the scenes part is uh yeah, it take, take, takes effort, doesn't it? So, oh my God. Uh, you got any um, particular highlights of the week that you want to share with um, the audience then? Anything? 
man i guess i would say a little highlight um into about two weeks now officially i'm going to be in vegas at amusement expo so i'm going to start talking really cool mm -hmm. uh vr um industry shop you know stuff to make the industry a little bit better overall that's the reason why i'm so excited and amped right because a lot of people call me you know or know me as jose the vr tech but i never really mm -hmm. released something tech worthy of the name so like that's why oh. i'm so excited um, I think what I'm releasing um, will be worthy of that name, right? Because a lot of people in this space usually come out with like, "Oh, I'm selling something," and it's and it's not really like that. So it's it's I'm super mm. excited. Well, we look forward to hearing more about you oh, yeah. uh, out in the desert, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> selling your wares. Uh, absolutely about that. Well, th that's great, Jose. Um, very excited, very excited for uh, for this podcast. It's been a long time coming, um, and now with Rowdy away. Uh, your favorite F-Reality lass has the helm this podcast, and for the very first time. Uh, so if she's stressed, you know why. <laughs> that, that's now right. Now I know why Rowdy's so quiet all the time. It's stressful. That's... And he only has one monitor. I'm like, you're a crazy person. <laughs> Uh, exactly. Well, well, we saw Adam uh, and how well she handled bathtub kayaking and thought, yeah, let's give her the keys to our SS Titanic. I mean, what could possibly go wrong? I mean, I believe you said... Uh, you don't see any icebergs ahead, isn't that? Isn't that right, Captain Adam Bombody? Oh God, the pressure! Yeah, that was that actually that video. Um, I should have had it queued up, but it's on my Twitter if you wanted to find it. it. Was partly my idea, partly my husband's. I was like, I don't know, how, I don't really. Maybe it was just I don't have ADD, but maybe it was just a random thought that I had. And I was like, you know what? I need to do. I want to do a nice video for Kayak VR, but everybody's got the nice videos where you you know you're enjoying the graphics and everything's pretty. So I was like, well, what, how can we? put like a more humorous spin on this and i was like all right how would i get the maximum amount of immersion out of kayak vr i don't actually have a kayak so i couldn't even you know do that but i was like you know what the the bathtub for some reason and i was like the the worse and the crappier this video looks the better uh, and then it was my husband's was idea to get the the spray bottle in the corner and just that was amazing <laughs> It, it must have been cold water in that spray bottle because you, like you were wincing when the spray was coming at you and it was yes. just hilarious to see. And we must have used it to get pests away at some point because it had like a peppermint smell in there. I <laughs> bottle to make sure there wasn't like bleach in it or anything that would actually hurt me. But I was like, oh no, we must have used this for like pests. Like, you know, they say peppermint will sell. But anyway, so yeah, it was like cold and pepperminty. It was a very strange uh, sensation. <laughs> that's that's gonna revisit you. One day you're gonna be like rocking in an old person's home, and this waft of peppermint smells is gonna come, and you're gonna remember back to the heyday when you were in a bathtub and your husband was gunning you with this with the peppermint spray. Oh man, that was that was good. I, I love it when people take it to the edge for content creation. I really do. I think it's fun. So uh, the one I saw this week that, that that really tickled me was someone did an unboxing of a PSVR of a PSVR 2 where no product was shown and they were just talking about how nice the various bits were for like, I don't know, three, four minutes. It was incredible humor. Oh, I wish I could remember the gentleman who made it, but it was it was my favorite by far of the PSVR 2 unboxings yet. So uh, with that, I, I'm definitely going to be picking on both of your thoughts about PSVR 2 a little bit later on in the show. Um, but Adam, for now, any highlights from the past two weeks to share with the audience? Um, I've actually a couple small things first i tried tentacular on the playstation because i really wanted to see how that felt with the haptics and everything <laughs> no matter what you can't have that sound like a proper sentence but anyway 
Um, it's interesting. I, I like being able to see the differences between like a mm. Quest or PC VR game versus w- maybe what they did uniquely on the PlayStation VR. Because like in mm. Tentacular, for example, in order to get the NPCs dialogue to continue, you've got to kind of boop them on the head. But in the PlayStation oh. version, you can just kind of look at the little person and then, you know, hit X. So oh. they utilize eye tracking to uh, for all like the dialogue options and stuff. And I was like, oh, that's kind of a nice touch. It's like, that's pretty cool. Like a little thing, but it's interesting. <laughs> that also leads me into why you were asking me questions about how a certain game we'll talk about later uh, <laughs> implemented eye tracking. But yeah, you're right. It's funny because when, when there are re-releases, like it, the experience can feel... I've felt when you have a port from a platform to another platform, it can feel kind of carved out like hollow, like, hey, you're missing something I needed. Like, like the, gra- the graphics in The Walking Dead Saints and Sinner on Original Quest, you know, <laughs> like you look at it and you're like, this doesn't feel the same to me. Uh, even if the core gameplay is there, it can kind of feel a little bit lacking or the opposite, right? Sometimes it feels like, oh, this is enriched by the differences mm-hmm. on this new this new platform. So uh, look, looking for those uh, differences in this PSVR 2 lineup with so many re-releases is very interesting indeed. Um, For sure. Uh, so speaking of um, speaking of speaking, uh, and Jose's going to be our, our sharp eagle, eagle eye on the podcast today. Um, yes. Take a sconce and let us know what people have been shouting about in chat at the uh, start of this Nothing at the show. moment. Um, so, so far, I see a lot of hellos. Looks a lot of South by Southwest uh, energy. Oh, um, <laughs> kind of waiting to see what people been up to. Sounds good. Sounds good. Yeah. I saw a couple of comments there. I yeah. saw Laura Pizzi said uh, the new intro was fire. Yes. Oh, I saw Rowdy in there. Yeah, I was Where just the hell are you, Rowdy? No, he's he's clearly away from his setup. Uh, he he, he was summoned by, gig, by so. Adam's moment of darkness. So, you know, that's... Uh, <laughs> yeah. Know. He felt it. He felt it. He's like, oh... I'm, Whenever I, I, anything I, I, goes <laughs> wrong, he'll be he'll be in chat all of a sudden. All, all, all of a sudden, just to add some pressure and all that. Well, yeah, that's, exactly. that's, well, that's what happens when you you give up half of your existence to AI like Rowdy did. So it's pretty uh, cool. Yeah. I, I also saw in chat someone was talking about the new. Uh, so we had um, uh, Fabster saying the walkabout new DLC is awesome. That's, I think, the Uptown Up, upside DLC. Down. Upside down, I think. Is it called? Upside down or Uptown? Yeah, I something about that. Down. Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was uptown. Upside town. That's it. Upside town. There we go. Thank you, Roar. (laughs) Both had it right. But yeah, I, I, I'm really looking forward to getting into that. Although, as, as I said on a previous podcast, my wife my wife has exp- absconded off to doing walkabout with her her mom instead of me now. So I was clearly too slow, uh, which is fine. They're having, I'm sure, a good ladies' night every week. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm missing out on so much walkabout DLC. It's just it's not funny. So uh, that looks cool. And they've also announced another thing. They did an IRL thing down in uh, South by Southwest. Um, and they announced another DLC that's coming. I forget the name of the creator, but very bold, bright, uh, creative uh, looking. Meow Wolf. Meow Wolf. It's, yes. It's Have you same... heard of Meow Wolf before? Yeah, the because I didn't... Yes. They have a um, like these in real life experiences. Like there's one in Vegas called the Omega Mart where we, we it's spoke kind about of like it a. Here. Oh, oh yeah, yeah we covered this oh, on the yeah, podcast before. That's right. Oh, right. It's the same okay, so same that does them, and they do other little like weird. I don't even call them art installations because they're incredibly interactive yeah. and story based art installations. <laughs> Maybe we'll add agency. that in there. Yes, but wow. so for them to be working with Walkabout, I think they're going to do something mm-hmm. in a real life uh, IRL thing, right? Like a trippy mini golf course somewhere. Like that's going to be crazy. Who thought an indie <laughs> mini golf game could go this hard when it comes to the content um, 
partnerships that they've 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 struck up. They whoever is responsible for that has been doing an amazing job. I haven't seen a single partnership go awry. Like and their levels, the design changes that they're making to their game as well at the same time. To do all that together, that's an orchestra. And it's mm-hmm. going very well for them. And and whatever money they're making, I hope they're killing it behind their the scenes. Building. Because my God, it's lovely. It's like it's that they have their own carved out piece of VR right now. And that is not a small piece. That is a very large piece. So um, congratulations to, to Walkabout for continuing success on that. Um, I better tell you my spoiler or my, my, um, my highlight then. I was meant to say no spoilers with this, just in case people get really nervous like I do around that. Um, uh, th- there'll be no details given. Uh, Resident Evil Village for me um, is a, uh, a monumental piece of VR gameplay. And... I started and finished this over the course of nearly 40 hours of PSVR 2 streams. So yes, Zim finally unpackaged his PSVR 2 since the last podcast, which literally feels like the Ice Age since now. Um, It's been a very long time since then. And I threw myself into probably 15 different titles since then. And I decided, right, Resident Evil Village, I'm going to take you on because I wanted something with balls to go and try. And man, that... I mean, we're going to talk a little bit later about the PSVR 2 in more general terms about the system itself. But as a VR horror connoisseur, I mean, just wow. I had great hopes for a a good Resident Evil game. I was a little nervous because people were saying it was not as scary as Resident Evil 7 was. And I really liked 7. It was in my top five. Um, This has now jumped for me uh, after having played about 1600 VR games and experiences to number two all time uh, VR just behind Skyrim. Um, wow, and Skyrim's number one for you. Skyrim wow. modded Skyrim is 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 my number one because it's open world. You can do what you want. I lived in that game for five years. It's crazy. But Resident Evil Eight, I didn't think it would have this big of a punch for me. I didn't think it would scare me as much as it did. I, it really did a good job. I mean, I went to five year old girl screams. Um, <laughs> it is it is both a scary and immersive game, but the animations, the characters. As I said, I'm not going to go into detail. I am. This is just my plea for people to go and take this on. For those who might be wondering, what, what's the rest of your top five, Zim? So it's Skyrim, then Resident Evil 8, the controversial Medal of Honor, but I had so much fun in that game. Uh, the Walking Dead Saints and Sinners is my number four, and From Other Sons is number five. So that's my current oh. top five. It just bumped out the PSVR 1 uh, killer, which was Resident Evil 7 and all of its DLC that had VR content. That used to be my my number five spot, and we say goodbye to that one. Replacing it with the PSVR 2 title, which seems kind of fair. But um, yeah, the PSVR 2 system is just in Resident Evil 8, the black levels are absolutely eerie. Like, you, if you've ever peered into the abyss in the dark when you were a kid, even when you're an adult, right? But in the way that you feel like the dark is peering back at you, it's got that voluminous, like, if you ever went into VR where you felt voluminous water, like in a Subnautica game or Ocean Rift, and you felt something lurking in the far beyond, it's like that, but in clear air. So it's the first time I've ever experienced that in VR, where the darks are scary all by themselves. All by themselves. And I'm not an OLED panel basher. I'm not the guy who goes like, ooh, I want a TV with the perfect light levels. I'm not that guy. But this is like crazy. And then the monsters, the characters and the giant set pieces that happen in the game. It's a vicious title in, in ah, what a great I never, way. Um, I never played the VR, uh, any of the VR mods or this one yet, but it's on my list. But I did play it on flat screen. So I, I know what happens. And yeah, that's 
some certain areas, certain houses, I'm not looking forward to revisiting. I, was, I thought yeah, this would be a one-time only thing. Yeah, there were <laughs> th- there back. were surprises in this game, and again, I'm going to keep this completely spoiler-free because I'm super. But there were yeah. surprises and turns in the way that this game went. I was not expecting, and it's feckin' evil. This thing is just a vicious piece of hell. Um, does it use it took eye me f- tracking in any way, or absolutely it does. Oh, okay. um, I. I, well, it doesn't do it in the way that like Switchback does, where when you look at a particular thing, it triggers, you know, a jump oh, scare or something. It doesn't do that, um, as far as I could tell. Actually, one of the most impressive things about the system, largely, um, and I'll just say it now because we're on the topic, um, is the eye tracking, the, the, the dynamic foveated rendering that happens. I've never seen it myself, except for when I'm looking at recording afterwards. It has been perfect. I haven't seen it once. I haven't seen something that looks lower pixels or anything like that. The, the headset is incredible um, in that respect. I didn't think it would be non-discernible. I thought I would definitely see it on the fringes or something, but nothing. Uh, REA took me about 14 hours to beat, start to finish. Okay, so, if, and that's in the gameplay save recording. In real lifetime, it took me about 20 hours um, because of needing to stop for food or drink or, you know, just a stress break. Um but it's an absolute must play if you can stomach putting yourself through that kind of torture. So uh, RE Resident Evil Village is uh, a masterpiece, in my opinion. Um, it does have some things that aren't uh, that, that, that aren't perfect, right, in terms of design decisions that are questionable in, in the experience. And if you're a you know, VR veteran, you'll go into it and you'll say, ah, that, there's things that very clearly immediately show up to you. Um, but putting that stuff aside, because RE7, I'll tell you, I had plenty of that stuff. It's a much better game, I think, than RE7 in my book. This, this, this. I did not expect a better game. I expected something to be coming a little bit weaker, and it's. Uh, it, it was an amazing purchase to get that on sale and to experience all of that. And um, it's the kind of game that you you might want to even dip your toes back into after you've played through it once. So, because you do kind of unlock some some features. Um, but achievements, yeah, that's, like achievements, are so it. fun on PlayStation compared to you, Steam. Mm-hmm. No one cares. Trophies, <laughs> VR trophies are not enabled, so you don't get any trophies for playing in <laughs> VR. Man. And a lot of PS players are upset about that. I'm kind of a, I won't say new to Sony, but I'm coming back to Sony now after PSVR one, and I did that, and then I left it go. Like I'm not a trophy hunter. I am an achievement hunter. I like going after these things, but um, yeah, I think they need to sort that out. I don't know why that's disabled. Maybe it's a technical reason. Um, maybe it's for cheating. I don't know, but RE8, amazing. Absolutely amazing. And it streams so goddamn well. It looks amazing to watch on flat as, as well as it does in the headset. It does this kind of like wide FOV that's perfect at, you know, 60 FPS and it just looks incredible. So for anyone who's looking to cast something, it's, it's great. You might need to adjust your gamma levels a little bit. But yeah, that is a dream come true. So there we go. That's enough of Zim's highlight. Um, <laughs> are, so Adam, you, it's on your list. What about you, Jose? Are you a horror guy? Do you do oh, VR no. horror stuff? Or do oh, you dude, chicken no, out? No, yeah. no, man. I, <laughs> it's I, too much. I, I'm, I'm, I'm an absolute, like, unapologetically proud wimp. I will not. Like, I am not, I am the person that when I, yeah, no, I don't like the, the I'm the person that whenever, like, phasmophobia, I play with, like, max brightness and then brightness. <laughs> pumped up i can't i cannot i i'm not with it so um i did see some questions in the chat did you notice um any sure. any reflections when you with any any issues like that you said you didn't notice any of that oh people were saying like, in the black sometimes yeah, any mirror, any, yeah. yeah 
Oh, so Mura. I'll talk Mura later. Okay, okay cool. we'll talk PSVR too. I want to. I want to save it to that part of the podcast more on the hardware review, and I'll give you my thoughts about the so, PlayStation system side. But um, I, I don't want to drag out my my highlight too long. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, Mura, it, you will see it in everything that you do uh, on a PSVR two headset. Uh, but I'll I'll come back to that uh, a little bit later. So. Uh, with that, now is probably a good time for us to um, talk about our sponsor. Um, we've got this lovely sponsor segment on the podcast. Always love this. And if you enjoyed that new intro, um, you can thank Cubism. Uh, so let's talk about Cubism. All right. It's a deceptively simple puzzle game uh, where you assemble increasingly complex shapes out of colored blocks. Uh, it's the perfect title to start if you're on a quiet Eurostar rail trip or you're just watching over Gramps in his log cabin. It's got 90 puzzles to fadoodle your noodle on, uh, available on Quest, Rift, Pico Neo 3, and SteamVR. Uh, Cubism also sports uh, pass-through and hand-tracking, which we're showing here on the live cast. Um, so this is definitely one to kind of play around with with, with one of those uh, capable headsets. Um, there's an ambient soundtrack, which is the landscape to your, I like to think of it as your three-dimensional puzzling downfall. Uh, the sound score is a beautiful accent, really, to such a wonderfully calm and curious game. Uh, I want to thank Cubism for choosing to sponsor the podcast and reaching out to us um, and helping the second edition of this show put its own pieces back together. All right. Thank you, Cubism. Well, what did you say? Fadoodle your noodle? Fadoodle, Fadoodle your noodle. Your noodle. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like that. I remember that one. Now that's a cool. Now that's that. a T. That's an F reality T-shirt right there. <laughs> Fadoodle there you your go. noodle. Well, we're working on the old rebrand. We're going to do that. Yeah, Gerkson. Oh, my. Club Gerk. Club Gerk. Club yeah, Gerk. there we go. Bring the hashtags in. Um, <laughs> well, we're we're, we're on to the newsreel now, and this is going to be, uh, I'll call it the overdue news section. It is, really. Um, I'm going to start off with a little bit of a sad one. Uh, I am the believer that everyone deserves their 15 minutes of fame. Um, and that goes for our top spot in today's show. It goes to our friend Dark Angel. Uh, this is uh, but a short and inadequate spotlight for a wonderful gal who is, in case you hadn't heard, is sadly no longer with us. Uh, right after the last podcast, two weeks ago, um, the first messages I picked up on Discord were, were from um, Dark Angel's brother Chris and good friend Jason, otherwise known as Livinator, uh, both who passed on the bitter news about, about Leslie uh, there was a wonderful memorial run by Eric and Todd of QTC, uh, and it had a lovely cast of close friends um, doing that in her memory. Um, personally, I was introduced to Dark Angel some years ago uh, through this podcast, uh, my own channel, which she loved to come along and watch and have me shriek, uh, and her brother Chris. When I first arrived in San Jose for the first time at Oculus Connect 4, a little bit nervous uh, as I hadn't gone out there before. I was traveling with the Windlands team, standing there in the San Jose McHenry Convention Center in the registration hall. And Zim, I hear echoing off the walls. And a moment later, I found myself in the biggest bear hug I've ever had. Uh, Chris, who's uh, Dark's brother, is an incredible fellow and survives his equally big hearted sister. Um, most recently, Dark Angel talked me into the VR mod for Deep Rock Galactic and tutored me in the setup, which was very much appreciated. I'm actually not a modding guy by nature. Uh, she and I used to go to the music gigs together, and this is what I'm always going to remember, uh, kind of bopping in in both venues and VR chat. 
And man, she was just always so cheery and into the vibe of the music. Um, like she was in the music for the music and had such an emanating spirit. Like we'd be jumping up and down in our headsets, just too full of life to care about looking silly, but standing a world apart. And I was there in Scotland and she was in Boston. Yet we were right there together, you know. So uh, it's with those kinds of fond memories that we are so very sorry to lose her. And I just ask you to be supportive of um, her brother, Chris, and her dear friends uh, where you can in the months ahead. So, Thank you, Dark, for all the good times. All right. Well, I, I do feel it like at this point uh, that Dark would uh, be nudging me to get on with the show and tell, <laughs> want me to tell people about what's going on this weekend uh, because there's a music gig in, uh, in, in Rec Room. Sorry, I'm trying to hold back a little bit here. <laughs> um, and they're calling that Rec Rocks, uh, which is a two-day music festival uh, in a VR canyon with headline acts Tokyo Machine and Ethan Bortnick. Um, it's also got Clinton Kane, Akintoye, Charlie Curtis Bear, Susie Shin, Haven, and the Royal Foundry. Already they've got 75,000 people who've RSVP'd to go. And that's just awesome to see for a VR music event. Uh, live music gigs are super fun. I've done that a bunch of times in VR. Used to love it. Um, really did. Really, really did. It was a great reason to like get together and be social and hang out with people and also meet strangers that way. So I'd recommend, you know, go smooth with the crowd and see if there's some good tunes there that you haven't heard before. Um, with as much snow as we have on the ground here. <laughs> I know you don't have snow there, Jose. But it sounds like good times to me. <laughs> Me too. It really yeah, does. My. Yeah. I love it. Have you it. guys ever done like music gigs like this before? Have you partaken in the art? You know, it, it's, it's funny. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, like, I, I was never really a like concert person. I was more the like dance in my room by myself kind of a person. So I can appreciate them, but it's not like the, the crowd for me. Like I think probably in VR mm. though would be like safer for me. That sounds so lame, but. Yeah, that's. I you can imagine concerts. what it's like in real life. Then, yes, yeah, <laughs> funny. There's there's something about being in in a crowd of thousands of people, hundreds of people, and just hearing your favorite song. Um, I, I'm a big concert goer. Like I mm. like that's that, that's one thing about me is that I I love like especially if it's an uh, an album that I like. I love going to like an artist. Um, like the weekend uh, for for uh, after hours. Mm. Like I I went to see him and I was like in one of the first. Uh, rose like i i love music and nice. i love being super close to the artist like if especially if the music con uh, compels me a lot in vr weirdly enough um and this is the part that sucks i don't like virtual concerts um at this uh, the and, and it's for that reason um there has been yeah. close experiences that have given me that sense of of collective emotion um but it has never been a concert weirdly enough it has been keynotes um, the Meta Connect, weirdly enough, did that really well because we're with people and seeing the world open up to the live stream was really cool that, you know, you're experiencing something like that. Um, mm. not in VR, but the Pokemon Go launch season was really cool. Having a lot of people looking at the same screen, you know, capturing the raids. Um, I love, I, I've been chasing that feeling. Um, I know, you know, Outspace, yeah. Rest in Peace, and all these other platforms that have been trying to it, but the sense of presence in a collective 
way has never been achieved for me. And that's something that I really, really hate that I can join VR because you're talking about it. And I'm like, I want that so bad. It's it's so convenient is the thing Mm -hmm. that I find. It's so convenient. I'm like you. You feel like you're at the zoo and you're like pressed up against the glass and you're like, I just want to have fun. Just just let me have fun. <laughs> the right? warmth. And that's yeah. kind of what it feels like. Like I I really trance in music. I kind of lose myself. And before I ever got into uh, VR, like I was doing that with various types of, of music. And, you know, I used to go to Hyde Park in London. They'd have this O2 wireless festival. You'd be dancing amongst the crowd of people. Oh, my God. It was so great. And um, so I'm like you in that way, Jose. I'm hunting that feeling. I have found parts of it, you know, where I'm like literally dancing with some friends in, in VR, like bopping in my room, like as nerdy as Adam's talking about. Um, I've been there. I've done that and I've enjoyed it. But like you, it's not the full fat picture yet. And I definitely want that cake. And I don't know how it's going to come or when it's going to come. Maybe we got to wait for Neuralink or something to actually feel like you're there. Feel Got the. It's like the shared breath, the sweat of the environment, you know, the the kind of madness, the feeling of like, am I going to get crushed, you know, by this crowd, all that kind of stuff all together wrapped up into a lovely sandwich, you know, but I'm looking forward to it. So Rec Room is anyway trying their hand at it this weekend. So the 11th and 12th, that's today and tomorrow. So uh, go give it a give it a shot if you're into Rec Room at all. So that's that one. Now, you guys will remember last time um, we went on about drilling your quest and speed holes and all this kind of stuff well i found another one and i had to show it because it looks kind of cool to adam's point (laughs) um before i go to this uh did you guys dig in the 90s those like see-through plastic covers on consoles and controllers do you like seeing the tech underneath or do you not like that atomic purple best color of the game boy yes the see-through purple yes yeah, I've just united you two. It's like oh, lost, yes. long, oh, long lost friends, you know. Yeah, you're, you're just supposed to get that link cable bag. out. Yeah, oh, so dude. Great. Oh man, you have the crappy have guys... light that like yes. uses your battery and kills it within like ten but, minutes. <laughs> but we haven't, we haven't, we haven't seen like that uh, translucent or transparent plastic really show itself for a while. I feel like ever since Apple did the iPhone, everyone's been too scared to show the innards of of the case, you know. Um, but. Until now, right? So we've, um, this week I did see, and sorry, I don't have the picture for you on the podcast, Big Screen Beyond do a see-through front end that they were trying. That's not the final build. And then I show saw on Reddit a transparent front end for the Quest 2. Um, now it's sporting a 22 degree Fahrenheit temperature drop. So it's actually helping uh, matters. Um, and it's got this savage kind of stylized transparent plastic, which I thought, hey, this is really well done. Um, and it looked like just like a slice of fun for people who were having fun with their modded units. Uh, and then I realized this thing is off the shelf and I couldn't believe it. So you're actually able to take the front of your your um, Quest 2 headset off. This, of course, voids warranty and all that. So buyer beware. Um, and it's an Amazon AMVR Sorry, not Amazon. Amazon is where you can find it. An AMVR, VR headset protective shell. And so this guy had basically taken the block off of the chipset, put a bunch of thermal paste, and applied this kind of like, how would I call it? It's almost like a face mask for the Quest 2. It's a it's a plastic cover. Okay. Seals on it won't be perfect because it's designed for when the Quest has a front. It's not designed for this use. This person has just kind of taken what's supposed to be an impact-resistant shell for the front end of the quest and kind of applied it but 
I thought that was pretty cool. What, what do you? Th- how do you react to the look and feel compared to what we saw last podcast? I like this a lot more. I, I like the fact that it has an adhesive mount just to kind of like guide it and it makes it easier. I like the the the, the temperature um, beat dropping um, significantly. You said forty five degrees. Uh, not 45, 22 oh, degrees 20, Fahrenheit. Degrees yeah. Fahrenheit. Okay. Still, still significant. Um, what, significant, yeah. what, what, what I would like to know is that somebody used it like in a bright environment. Um, the quest Two's tracking, I feel like the translucency might not be good for it. Um, based on how it's looking infrared is a highly reflective, uh, spectrum. Even if it's using lighting, it, it, anything that interferes with light, like a reflective surface, will always be bad. So I'm I'm kind of curious how it works. Um, mm. If anybody has played it, like in a really bright area, like near near like things that normally won't affect a normal quest, like small mirrors. Now that you have a really big reflective surface, what happens if the light's bouncing off a mirror and now hitting the headset back? I would love to see the use case of it if, if it actually performs the way it does, because. If it performs without any any significant changes, I kind of want to do this to my quest. It's, it's, it looks good, right? It, <laughs> yeah, it kind of looks, looks like quite attractive. Yeah. And it's funny because I'm not like you guys. I generally, I want, I like to see the tech. I mean, I did a Lec Eng degree, so I, 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 I like the electronic side of it. I generally like a cleaner look, kind of more a businessy front end to my devices. But I got to say, seeing this, I was kind of like, that looks pretty badass, mm-hmm. actually. <laughs> that looks kind of cool. So I hope headsets in the future do come uh, looking like this, because honestly, if I had like if I had a PlayStation with some cool, maybe even colored plastic that was like translucent, I feel like I might go for that model. I don't Dude, know. You don't it, even it have like neat. other color options, though. It's just no. white or black. So at least I'm maybe just... even a, a color or like something comes something customizable. So it's not just all the mm. samey. I don't know. And then maybe translucent. It's like baby. Sex. And you can probably <laughs> tap into like any, you know, you can probably like tap into now you can add LED lights or do some cool stuff inside <laughs> of it that you can see through. Oh, like yeah. that's what I'm thinking about. It's like, if I'm going to have a translucent, I'm about to do like, I'll, I'll probably like probably change a fan, make it put LED lights on it. Oh, man. I like how you're I like how you're thinking here, Jose. I really I, do, because man. you could make a really bling looking setup yeah. and that would look so sick on camera um, because Not it's like one of the things here. that I missed from the DK2s with the infrared. Uh, I think it was the infrared filter or something on the Logitech. Well, can't remember the camera C920 or something like that. Um but you would see those glowing purple. We talked about this on a previous podcast, I think. But I love that glow, that kind of flare that you get. We had it with the original PSVR 1. We don't really have that anymore. Um, one thing I would say is, and I don't know, Adam, if you can see it, on that same Reddit post, it's image five or six. You got to click to the right. There's a, it shows the CPU and what this guy did with thermal paste. Now, just a, a quick message to anybody who, from a, from a PS, not a PSVR 2, from a PC modding perspective, if you've done thermal paste jobs before, you might have comments about how this guy approached um, this. So three comments I wanted to highlight. This is the top one. So, so much thermal paste. Literally, there's a ton of it on there. Uh, The next person said, for real, bro, that shit is going everywhere. This should be top comment. Bro is icing a fucking cake. (laughs) Okay, is the second one. (laughs) Which I I burst out laughing. I I couldn't help. And then... And the third comment was, I would live in a, in a state of constant agony if I knew I purposefully decorated the inside of my quest with thermal paste. But that's just me. I know it's hard <laughs> to know when no, enough is enough and when when is overdoing it. But yeah, this was clearly an overdoing it job. It looks like a cupcake, this thing. <laughs> it probably um, wasn't even a 22 degree uh, temperature drop. He probably like choked out the sensor for the temperature. 
Oh, God. <laughs> oh, it is funny, though. It's great. It's great. Yeah, watch some videos on, on how to apply thermal paste, I would say, before you uh, get into your DIY questing. Um, so that's one, anyway. That's that's the kind of fanciful headset that we had. Uh, now on to another proper mad lad. Uh, this Reddit post shows a man jumping with a Quest Pro on in a full-size trampoline park trampoline in a kind of exercise game with orbs coming at him and using his hand tracking to smack the orbs while he bounces up and down. I mean, my, my first thought on this one is that midlife crises are getting very strange. <laughs> all right. But I'm kind of all for it. I mean, this guy's like bouncing up and down on a trampoline. He's got a quest pro on his head. He's doing this exercise for anyone who's actually tried it. Black Fox uh, offer a lot of resistance training in a Vive Pro with the Vive trackers in a kind of a MOBA style game. And that's what this reminds me of. But they're out there. They're weird use cases. I'm glad they're coming. And it's just another piece of the strange internet for you, this very podcast. Uh, what do you guys think? Would you get what? I mean, Adam, you've jumped off of a cliff in VR, so I guess you'd be up for something like this, huh? But I guess if it's, did I did I buy the headset or is it like someone else's headset? That they're like, <laughs> you know, I guess it, because <laughs> I think at least with the skydiving thing, you are mega strapped in. There's like no way like that anything's coming off. But with this, it's like, I, there's so much that could go. It looks, I'm not going to lie that it looks insanely fun. It's just, you know, it's a thousand dollar piece of equipment that I'd be so paranoid about, but it looks fun. Like I'm yeah. sure that I would wipe out uh, in many spectacular ways. Cause it seems <laughs> weird. Like you're even just, if you try to jump in real life and you're not in, in like not, or you're jumping in VR and not in real life, like that alone is, is trippy. So, so jumping on something as extreme as like a trampoline and having that equate to, I don't know, yep. like it just, and also, weird. Also, to, taking into account that even even though VR has gotten amazing, there's something called latency. We have never figured out, not even to this day, there's no such thing as one-to-one latency. So the 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 momentum of you bouncing and the what you're seeing in the virtual space, no matter how optimized it is, it will always yeah. be enough to be a really bad situation. Um, I, I think it's cool. I think it's a, a improper use of technology for the situation. Um, what you were describing, um, there's a really cool platform called Valo Jump. Um, it's actually, um, it's a, it's a trampoline with a lot of cool haptics, but it, it uses spatial projection and you, it does the same thing. So you're jumping and you can interact with floating balls. They actually have a rock climbing component with the same projector that actually highlights the rocks as you're climbing up to make multiplayer rock climbing. Um, so it gamifies that. Um, wow. I feel like those are better solutions for that kind of experience. What's that called again? It's called What's a called? Valo, Valo Climb for the rock climbing Valo. and Valo Jump okay. for the trampoline. Really how, do you, cool how do you spell that? V-A-L-O? V-A-L-O, or? yeah. Um, huh. They're actually a partner of, of my company. I'll show, I'll, I'll, I'm actually going to, I'm actually installing one in Fresno, California, but it's really cool tech. Um it, invite me uh, over jose <laughs> oh dude definitely i'm gonna i'll definitely announce enough reality so people can definitely stop by and check yes. out but it's really cool tech um with that said I, I that's really what it is like it worries me it's like i feel that yeah. everybody right now is chasing human experiences in vr and it's like latency is important like it, it, i actually yeah. have a video that maybe i'm gonna tease you if you guys want it but we can show that reality but i have a Really cool video that we we chopped off, and we have a go kart like running mixed reality in VR. And it's, we're driving down oh, the yeah. street, so if you guys want it, it's just 
it's one of those things because that I notice. It's like a lot of people have been chasing these kinds of experiences, but I'm like, man, the latency still human, a, a real problem that I feel like. Have you ever have, have you ever seen that? Um that go-kart um you probably will have seen it nathan the go-kart one uh, that they did over in i don't know what country that was was that belgium or mm-hmm. netherlands um yeah that the space pirate tra- trainer guys did that was really really neat but where you had the synced up headset with the go-kart experience and you're driving in a circuitous track i mean that just seems like something that would be really fun um the experience that you were talking about, the mixed reality with the track, was that was that with the Quest Pro? What, it was with the Quest or? Pro. Um, no, no, actually, okay. we did we did with the Pico Four. Um, I, I'll, oh, I'll say, yeah, okay. I have a. <laughs> we, I, I was I tempted to release now. it, but I was like, oh man, people are gonna be like, it was gonna create a lot of like negative engagement because I. It, it, ah, that's it, fine. Yeah, which I was like, eh, let me hold on to it. Negative's for, good. Yeah, I'll, Negative's I'll definitely good. I'll definitely give it to you guys so we can show it off. <laughs> just just go kart, <laughs> just a go kart, just fooling around and. Um, but there's a lot of cool companies that are kind of messing with that stuff. And that's really what it is. It's like, man, latency. Yeah, I, mm-hmm. I know. I know. I know. We have to get we have to get past these these uh, hard barriers. That's what we're calling to the engineers for, which yeah. is probably what Rowdy's working on, to be honest. He's off in the lab somewhere sorting us out for the for the next show. Um, this next one's a bunch of fun. So Redditor uh, Andreas Fraunberger said, we found the office in a somewhat damp state today okay but of course this is no reason for us to interrupt work then you get to see a bunch of devs working in an environment with snorkel gear and developing a way underwater um in in a kind of like an ar filter i couldn't tell if this was a, a filter on a video or an actual ar app but these devs are like holding their breath donning a quest 2 and a quest pro in the shot just an awesome like AR implementation video. And I know we've seen like the Weather Channel ones where they're showing how bad a hurricane's going to be. Uh, but seeing people in an office working away underwater was 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 pretty cool. I mean, it, it was a nice it was a nice idea. Everyone, of course, in the video has since been electrocuted and died. But it's still a cool <laughs> shot, lads. Uh, you'll I be laugh. remembered well. Yeah. So it's a um, it's pretty neat. What what are the best like AR tricks that you've seen? Remember that like sneaker, that really cool sneaker that wasn't real that was sitting on a desk, and you were like, I remember my wife still to this day doesn't believe. She's like, no, that's that's real. I'm like, it's, it's not. It's fake. It's just a it's an AR projection on the surface. Um, have you seen anything other than Pokemon Go that's you know really lit you up in the AR space that you thought that's really cool? I would say the XR three Anatomy demo. Um, the Varjo Varjo has a demo for like studying the human anatomy. And it uses mixed reality um, in AR to like using contextual data to like kind of show you where you're at and you can actually grab organs. Um, I feel like that one gave me like a weird like that. You know, I don't know what you call that, but when you see blood and you get like that weird uh, whooshy feel like anxiety. I actually, oh, being a weak human being? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Being a, big, a, big, a big human baby. Yeah, exactly. So I, I felt that by seeing this. I was like, whoa, this, it was very realistic, especially when you see like the, the blood flow, like how it goes to the heart and pumping. Wait, wait, wait. So, so perfectly intact human, but you could see into them, yes. basically, and you could see their veins and all that. It has system. a bunch of layers, and yeah. So it's not that the person was injured in any way. It was just, just seeing the human body made you want to, function or fall over yeah, yeah. and it was seeing it in, it was seeing function the fact that you can grab you can grab the heart and actually stretch out and you can see like the nerve that work it's really bizarre and, and 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 it's the first time i felt like a weird sense of presence i was like oh man like this is eerily accurate you know what i mean and i don't know how 
and how human body looks in, in, inside, but you can see like <laughs> it, it's it's research tools like that. There's another one that is private that is cool. by Coaster Amusements, and it's their engineers' uh, software to create roller coasters, and they use uh-huh. uh, AR. Um, and it's really powerful stuff because they're they're using you know spatial anchors and a lot of weird um, handmade tools that they're actively tracking to represent specific parts that the software cannot properly um, accommodate just yet, right? Like there's specific components that physics-wise, you won't really be able to get real representation. So they actually carve out a physical giant foam box that's being tracked in VR to... So just cool intricacies like that, see it all dancing. It's super cool what they are. Okay, I'm going to have to laugh and, and, and highlight a comment here from Mad Hatter who <laughs> says, I studied body anatomy while shooting testicles off soldiers in Sniper Elite. So yes, we've seen it in a few, <laughs> we've seen it in a few games. Uh, that game I don't know, you'll get your medical, <laughs> your medical degree. It makes me really queasy. <laughs> Sniper Elite, especially when you shoot the heads, it's like, oh, yeah. That's exactly. I think, I think that was I think that was invented by Hollywood in a film called Three Kings. Wow. Um, oh, back in the I think it was the '90s. Even um, that's a long time ago. But it was that idea of the slow time bullet shot, you know, piercing a soldier, collapsing the lung, and they did this kind of like inside body shot. And ever since then, the games were like, "Oh yeah, I'll do that. Dude. Let's do that." And they brought it into Doom uh, and, and Mortal Kombat and yeah. all these games. So I was going to say that Mortal Kombat's finishers, like the the, the the super finishers that have like a whole four seconds dedicated to just gore, I can't handle it. It's like, man, I, I can handle I can handle gore, but like just the whole montage of the, the whole entire like seeing it, I can't. It's like, yeah. That's okay. We need, There has to be one on the podcast. We've got to represent that part of the population, so it's all right. You can still stay, Jose. Um, of the wimp of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. Um, so that was a that was a kind of an interesting like AR underwater shot. Next, okay, we're going to talk a little bit about um, a multiplayer VR horror game that's currently going through testing. Nightmare Tag, which I think is an excellent uh, name, um, by and I only know the poster's name. So Kyle DW14 uh, is looking for more feedback and playtesters. But in short, we get to see in this shot uh, dark corridors, quite claustrophobic, leaping dark colored stockish creatures coming after the players in this VR multiplayer horror feels a lot like Monstrum, very claustrophobic. You're being hunted and the players are trying to escape their death. But what this really reminds me of was a classic multiplayer game from the land scene, which was Aliens versus Predators 2, which was amazing. You could play as the alien or the soldier or the predator and they each had like a balance of skills and you'd play these multiplayer matches and again, if you're the soldier, man, that was like, that was a proper horror experience. You know, having real humans piloting just terrifying creatures coming at you through different vents and stuff. So this game to me looks quite exciting. And I look forward to uh, this kind of game maturing and becoming something that we can play together with Jose. Yeah. yeah. Weirdly enough, you said you, when you started saying like this reminds you of a game back in the back in the days of Land. I thought you were going to mention something like a deeper cut because I couldn't stop thinking. And this was mm. like you blew open like memories. Have you ever heard of I, it? Was a it was N- a source game. It was a mod called Hidden. NS. Oh, Hidden. Yeah, I was thinking Natural Selection. Natural there Selection for a second, is also really I, good, but Hidden. When you said jumping on the walls. Bl- I, I, I start yep. think of hidden because I loved playing hidden source so much. So now I'm like, if I can do that in VR, just stalk people and just bring right. them. Oh, dude, I'm down. 
Absolutely. I, if like, I, I want those superpowers. Horror, if I get to be the horror, I'm down for a horror game. Like if I'm the horror, if I'm the, if I am the, if I am the monster which creates the fear, I'm down. But if it's the opposite, maybe not. That, that's my rule. That's I think we'll, I think we'll let you we'll let we'll let you do that. Uh, Jose, go. no worries, no worries. Um, uh, do you have any old like nerdy multiplayer gaming um, memories, Adam? Um, mostly like. I had a big jump from like Super Nintendo to mm. PC. Like I didn't have like the X, you know, PlayStation, any of the originals or the Xbox. Yeah. So I think I, there, there was a game called No One Lives Forever 2 that came out <gasps> early 2000s or something. I love Nolf. It's amazing. Besides, what a great game. Besides Unreal Tournament, which we've talked about before. I, I Weirdly, yeah. I did a lot of the multiplayer in there because it was like co-op missions that you there were different multiplayer modes but but yeah that's what that's one of my oh, oh he's getting up it's serious oh man favorite games of all time so it makes me happy to bring it up and so oh, oh my god yes. he's got it wow and the first one too i never played the first one you can't get I... it anymore man. i don't think you can get it kate archer nope. was amazing though it was really like um uh what would i call it um Who's the guy who's uh, like oh. Austin Powers? Austin Powers, yeah, thank you. It's like a female Austin Powers, yeah. and she's just amazing. It's such a good game. You know what this feels like? I feel like we got um, by Shell Games. Uh, I'm I expect forgetting you to everything die? today. I expect you to die. That's the die. same kind of vibe in terms of the universe. But this came first um, and was fantastic. I expect you to die is there. Those two need to have like a brainchild, mm. baby. They just need to. Have a love child, I think, because was that one. was a fantastic game. So you played the multiplayer of that then? Is that oh, what you yeah, were saying, like the Adam? the second one. That, that was like it's my really first good. kind of foray into PC gaming because uh, I thought, oh, cool, like a female protagonist at that time was kind of, you know, unique. And then there was also sort of my first foray into like multiplayer uh, on the computer, <laughs> I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Um. My that was so cool. Game. I didn't, that's, that just makes me feel, I was so happy to hear that someone else had like enjoyed that yeah. and that the multiplayer kind of functioned for them. I think it was short lived for me. I was in Ireland and we didn't have, it was just because of the time zone and there oh. weren't that many people playing it where we were and our internet was like ISDN back then. It was, you know, whole, whole, whole number of layers of problems, but man, Kate Archer, I did so, not think I would hear that reference from you. She, she sits in my, um, game collection of, of proud titles according know, so. to oh, Par okay. paradise decay in the chat there's actually a vr mod for the for i haven't tried Nolf it yet 2. i've been wanting to try Ooh. it it's a luke ross mod i think that was one of the first ones that he ever did and it's on my Ooh. long giant list of like mods i have to try now because i'm like oh. yeah but but because i have that game in so high such a high regard i i, I just want to make sure that I don't know. Maybe I'm in the right headspace, or I'm ready, or I don't know. <laughs> it, 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 I don't. I, from I've had that feeling before with games that I really liked, and you're like, "Do I really want to go and try this out in VR? Is it going to muck with my memories?" Uh, you'll you'll experience it in a way that feels separate to your original memories. So I don't mm. think you're going to end up wiping out that part of your brain's hard drive. But <laughs> oh man, what a what a, what a lovely thing! I, thanks for the shout, PD. I didn't know that that was uh, that was out. There's just so much that you can do now in modded VR, you know, and some of those experiences are really good. Um, so that's that's the one that was kind of that's nightmare tag is what we, what I saw, and it, again, it's just like an early one. Uh, finally, for the uh, news segment, um, creator Chris quits reality posted to Twitter on March second with an immaculately synced. Blade and Sorcery side-by-side -side video 
with Vive Wands used as an arm extension. <laughs> and he shows off some very interesting martial arts moves. Um, honestly, this is a, a pretty awesome like arm extension. Uh, someone remarked that this makes it like Dal Zim from Street Fighter. And yep, uh, it's either that or like Stretch Armstrong. But you have the like in-game character having these long stretchy arms uh, while combatants are coming up. And this guy's literally flinging it around um, like a, I don't even know what you call that weapon. It's like a knife on a rope, uh, I guess is what you would call it. But incredible, incredible piece of um, of internet history just there. The only thing that I would say, though, is I'm totally sorry here because feck those demonic soup ladles. I am done with those five wands. They are terrible and they belong in a museum now. But uh, yeah, that's my piece said. I love said the and done. wands, man. I love it. It's just, you can do so much weird stuff. Like that arm stretch is insane. Like I, I saw that and I just started thinking of like, Oh man, like there's, there could be like a helicopter game where you can just swing a Vaiwan over you oh, and like no. the faster it goes. Cause you get, that's the cool thing of infrared is like, like if you base stations though, they can track pretty well. So yeah. I'm, I'm wondering if there's like, I would love to see a mini game where somebody has the same exact setup. There's two people side by side and you're just spinning the Vaiwan as fast as you can. Whoever spins faster floats up and. <laughs> Yeah, let's let's. I want to. Oh man, I want to make this now. Uh, oh man, I, there was a part that. of there was a part of me that makes is so nervous about that. I used to stream in a room with a naked light bulb, and let's say that bulb didn't live forever, right? Live one stream, I smashed it, and glass went everywhere. I was man. picking glass out even when I left five five years later. <laughs> so, uh, oh um, I'm not even joking. Like it was in my in my audio foam and stuff. It was all over the place. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, and it was one of those bulbs you're not supposed to inhale the contents oh, of as no, well. Yeah. So. <laughs> Like, oh, if I ever get, get cancer, it's because of uh, selfie tennis was the reason, you know? I just it's... aced it. So, yeah, there's loads of stuff. I did not realize, Jeff is uh, saying that um, the Vive Wands make great body trackers. I hadn't even thought about that. that you can even just slip it in a pocket. Yeah. Uh, that's a cool trick if you've got one still around. I have a full Vive kit just sitting behind me. I say uh, but I, chain I've them all up. You can make it. a really cool nunchucks. Like I like there's actually there's actually I seen the nunchuck there's I, I think it's on HIO there's like I think it's called like Vive nun, underscore nunchuck and you can just string controllers together and it'll just track like a nunchuck. Oh my god! <laughs> Great for Beat Saber, right? Yeah, guess, yeah. You know, little oh, unwieldy, gosh. but maybe or it's sick tricks. You know, if you can actually hit blocks that way, that'd be really cool. That I want. I would love to see that. I would like to see really cool only in VR objects or weapons that could be created by using Vive wands. There is a thing to say though that, and I know, um, I know a couple of people go on about this, but like the base station trackers ha ha serve a technological advantage over inside-out headset tracking. The the precision that they can reach is just at a different level. I would, uh, it'd be very funny to see them try this with you know Quest controllers or PSVR two controllers. Oh, like man. it wouldn't work. It wouldn't end up. You wouldn't get the sync with the uh, with, with, because of the tracking. Uh, you can like human but... centipede a bunch of Vive controllers. And just see it in the virtual space. Oh yeah, we done that. Oh, I used to. We did that. That's like one of my last times in. Um, oh, how did we do that? We did that together in alt space. We did a bunch of them, so we weren't even <laughs> in the same spot. But a bunch of them put them like just. <laughs> Charlie just make a giant. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, it felt a little adult, but aside from that, <laughs> everything is good. With that done, let's uh, let's go ahead. Uh, now that we're done with the let's let's give a quick roundup of and move into. PSVR 2 
general reception, how um, the media has been taking it in terms of reviews. And then and then we can spring our own two weeks thoughts on the headset and how we've been faring each of us uh, with that as well. So I'm going to start off with um, my favorite Canadian, Linus Tech Tips, uh, who gave the headset uh, a, a great, uh, great score. Um, he basically said simply beats PC VR was looking for. He said it was just a fantastic price point. Uh, and I loved that because it's funny when you see reviewers make the same argument, but in contrast, complete 180 <laughs> contrast with one another. Some people saying, oh, it's great, but the price is going to sink it for you. In this case, LTT came in and said, you know, for example, the dynamic foveated rendering and the eye tracking, like I've experienced, just indiscernible. Like you you couldn't tell he was, a, he was just like gobsmacked at the fact that the eye tracking was working and on screen you could definitely see uh, the rendering changes, but when you're in the headset, you could see none of it. Um, so those were some of the kind of basic points. We had IGN as well. IGN gave it a 9 out of 10. Uh, so no matter what you feel about about IGN, uh, they just to summarize their, their post, they said Sony offers a simple design, and yet it's a, a quantum leap over its predecessor. When the PSVR 2 1 launched, they'd given that an 8.5 out of 10, which was pretty good at the time. Um, and, and really didn't have any benchmarks, you know, no competition really at the time, aside from really the Rift and the Vive. Um, and those were operating in kind of a different game space. But, you know, to get a 9 out of 10 is, is pretty decent for a place like IGN, although I find they are a little bit upsy-downsy, so, you know, who knows. Uh, on the lower end of the spectrum, um, we saw Ars Technica, who in recent years, I don't know, it's hard to, hard to trust them, but they said... It's hard to see it fundamentally winning many new converts to virtual reality's persistent niche. Uh, that was one of their kind of takeaway points. So they they felt mixed about, about the headset. And Kotaku said that they had issues both with comfort and price, uh, ushering VR wannabes towards PC VR instead. So they were <laughs> saying, like, you know, you probably want to head to PC VR. It's more scalable. There's a bigger library, etc. Okay, so that's what they were saying on the street. I would say net-net. Pretty overwhelmingly positive reviews is what I'm seeing. There are a few people calling out specific characteristics of the headset that they do or do not like, and I think this is probably a good time for us to go in there. So before I go into my side, you two have had a couple of days more than me uh, over the last two plus weeks with the headset. Let's uh, start with your thoughts. So who wants to go first? Go ahead, Adam. Um, <laughs> I, I want to say, yeah, I may have had more days, but I'm pretty sure you've had more hours being in the headset at least <laughs> 40 plus hours. I don't know if I can say I've got yeah. that yet, but um, I, I like it because I think it introduces something that the other current headsets don't like uh, compared to, you know, standalone and PC VR being, you know, the others, I suppose, in that it's a good middle ground. I think like if you um, want those higher end graphics, um, but you don't want kind of like a semi-complicated setup or having to deal with base stations and all that stuff, like it's a good middle. I wouldn't say it's cheap exactly because you do need, you know, PS5 and, yeah. and to get the PSVR 2 on its own, but it's like, I, I feel like it's a good, it's, it's really good, it's in a good place. Like, if, if you are kind of a graphics gamer, gamer snob, I don't know if you call it graphics snob, more of a hardcore gamer, um, but, you know, maybe you don't have that PC either that's meant for gaming, but you have a PS5, maybe you're already a console, a console person, and you've wanted to try this newfangled thing called VR, but you've seen Quest graphics, and maybe that's kind of a turnoff, then I think this is perfect. I think it's perfect for that kind of person. Um, so I, I had good experiences with, like I said earlier, 
it's been interesting, um, even though I've sort of said like, oh, there's not as many unique titles. Um, I think what a lot of these companies have done to make it uh, tailored more for the PlayStation VR 2, like with a lot of the eye tracking stuff and even the haptics, it's it's really cool to see. I, I like to see those different, and then it makes me think on the on my index controllers. I'm like, did I have like I know that the PS Fair Two has you know better haptics haptics overall, but mm. when I use my um, index, I don't think about it, and so I have to go back and be like, did this have the same haptics? Like if I'm petting the dog and tactacular, it doesn't it doesn't feel the same, and then you it know, doesn't feel the same. It yeah. doesn't feel the same, and can I even feel it? Like I don't think there's something that I can really appreciate about touching things in the PSVR 2 compared to the uh, PC VR or specifically the index where it just feels like, okay, haptic, like you touch a thing and it's just, but, but it's special. I think when it comes to the PSVR 2, it's more, yeah, there's, there's there's kind of more, more tactile. There's more of a texture to it, I would say. And the way that VR 2 is a really good example Mm -hmm. because if you're playing it on, you know, on the quest and PC VR, well, Mm. quest with through steam, all that, you feel the water, but it's just like tap, tap. But when it's in the PSVR 2, it's like, I can feel the flow of the water. And it, it, it's really crazy. Um, so, yeah, there's little things that, I don't know, um, kind of take it over the edge in that sense for me. It's just the eye tracking and the haptics bring so much to it. Those are good, um, those are good unique selling points that stand out for PSVR 2. And they don't have a, that corollary yet in the market. So that's a good point of competition. Uh, what about software side? Anything, any um, games that stood out to you so far that you've tried or mm. kind of similar to what we were saying last time? I still have to try uh, Resident Evil Village. That's my next big game because I did finish, um, you know, Horizon and I'm not going to spoil that. But uh, so now <laughs> I want another big meaty, you know, content game to play because um, Syntacular for me is more like I could chip away at it. So I'm, I'm excited to try that, especially having played it flat screen and never having tried the PC VR mods. So this will be a completely uh, first time dive into, you know, this game in VR for me. I think I've done like one of the other Prey Dog Resident Evil mods. So I can't say that I've never done a Resident Evil mod, but not. But these were the the third person ones. I've never done like the Resident Evil 7 or or this one. So I'm excited and scared, yeah. but excited. <laughs> I think it's, it's really interesting that you comment on the haptics in particular, because as a bit of a haptics nut myself, I think it's interesting that the, the, the PSVR 2 controllers are detailed and, as you said, variable. They're detailed and variable. I would say that they're not they're not wow factor in strength. I think that they are about half the strength of the DualSense controller. So the DualSense triggers are... They'll, they'll push your finger off the controller almost. They're quite, um, quite strong. But I think in, in the PSVR 2 controller... And no doubt this is in part because it's only running a 520 milliamp hour battery, which in comparison with a double A battery that has, you know, 2,500, uh, 520 milliamp hours is not a lot of capacity. And they do run for four or five hours, maybe even six. Um, but like, I think that that trade-off point, the engineering trade-off point, along with comfort, because again, if you ratchet haptics up too much, it can be an uncomfortable or numbing effect. Um I think they got it right. I think they got it right. I don't know. I, I still want to be able to unlock and kind of amp up the haptic side, but Same. let's see where that goes. But yeah, it does. It stands out as something that's kind of distinct, kind of like when the switch dropped and you had the ability to feel marbles shaking around in one of those little, 
haptic controllers. HD that was Rumble. a pretty neat trick. <laughs> HD Rumble. It feels like VR finally got its HD Rumble. Thank yeah. you, Jose. Yes, exactly. Yeah. What are your thoughts, Jose, in terms um, of the um, hardware and stuff? Leading... Is it stuff breaking your balls? Yeah, it definitely did. That was that was definitely a, a game changer. I think I, like an up uh, after the podcast last last podcast, yeah. I think there was an update and everything started working as expected. So it was cool to actually play my my library. Um, a little bit similar to Adam, um, I would say that weirdly enough, every single game that is on the library, if you played it on the Quest 2 or on PC VR, it's a whole different game. Um, that's that's I think what the PlayStation VR 2 highlights the most is developer friendliness, the, the accessibility to create um, Kayak VR, all these games. They're, they're not just giving access to the PS5 and be, hey, port this to VR. They're giving like, hey... Mm. This game is going to port over. Now check this out. These are haptic APIs, Rumble APIs. Um, I did get asked on the podcast prior. Somebody asked if the locomotion data is actually split from the headset. It is, which oh. means the Cat VR should be compatible with the PSVR too. I do have a oh. a. Uh, a converter for the PS4. For people who don't know what that is, it's the giant a, okay. half spherical walking. <laughs> yeah, so there's actually a yeah the locomotion big treadmill. Thank yeah. you. So there's actually a, a device that you can get for the original PS VR that actually yeah. splits the locomotion and lets you use that with the PS VR. So that is 100% compatible, um, which should be if unless they stopped it from software side. But you should be able to use this with the PSVR too. So we might even see some really cool uh, free roam uh, experiences. I, I will be messing with that um, in a few days. I, I, I want to see if, if um, Forbidden uh, on uh, Call of the Mountain um, is compatible with it because it should. Um, if if, okay. if the, the locomotion data is there and the, the treadmill uh, decoder is connected to it, I don't see why it shouldn't. So I'll Test try away. that. Yeah, I think that could be if if you get that working, definitely that'll um, be cool, right? Pop it on Reddit; they'll they'll love you. They'll for love it, I'm that sure. for sure. But um, accessibility, man. Um, even Linus said it himself. Linus now uh, being you know very well trusted uh, tech nerd in the space. His no. his uh his responsibility has kind of shifted from the nerds to the mass audiences and mass consumer. Mm -hmm. And the fact that he, if you hear Linus talking about PC VR, he is a hardcore PC VR enthusiast. He talks about Base Station 2.0. He he is a yep. very adamant uh, Valve Index user. And the fact that he's championing the the PS VR too goes to show the how easy it is. Um, the value proposition it, it, it's it's super good. Um, the people that are saying that this mm. is not a, a a good point of entry is like I don't think. A lot of people are overestimating the capacity of their computers. You cannot do what the PS5 can do with a 3070 or below. Like, simply not. I've seen people say, I can do better and I got a 3060 RTX. I'm like, bro, no, you cannot. Like, <laughs> I, I love the enthusiasm. Um, I, and, and it goes back to also game components, right? You can technically mm. get haptic feedback, uh, face plates, but it's all about implementation. Like, be haptics, all these companies that have haptics for PC VR. Some of them do have the luxury and the funds to properly implement it, but some of them are just using yeah. the audio. The PSVR 2, they're not doing it's that. It's really they're, good. Yeah, it's real APIs. The audio on the headset is really good. I I got to say, there's there's something that you said last podcast, because you mm -hmm. came on literally dripping with enthusiasm um, <laughs> to the last podcast about, about, about synth riders. And I was like, all right, I'll give it a go. And so I did that, and the... The thing that stands out to me on the headset like the most, 
out of everything else is something I didn't expect at all. I didn't expect like color gamut and light levels to be a thing that I should be excited mm-hmm. for. That just didn't, it just doesn't register on Zim's re- like what I, I, I like. I want things to rumble. I want to be immersed in the headset. I want great games, but I didn't think I'd be like a kid in a candy store, just you know, stepping into the horizon demo and seeing the difference between my cave space here that's dark and the brightness of the outside and the difference between them or running my fingers through like moss on some rocks or something like that. that. And the color, the color, how punchy the color is Mm -hmm. like in synth riders, the Mm. neons attack you. Yes. Not in, not in a harsh way, not like a blue led (laughs) that's on your alarm clock across the room that attacks you in the night. Not like that. I mean, in the nicest, like vibrant electric way, everything stands out to the point where I can't, and, and well, I'll, I'll take you back. Sorry, I feel like I'm tan- pulling you on a tangent here, Jose, but um, like I can't I can't fathom going to another headset for like the first touch contact with, with other content. Like I feel like I'll be sad if I experience something that's brand new. Take um, Firmament that's coming, uh, for example, was recently announced, you know, and if I was experienced that on PC VR first and didn't wait for PSVR 2, I think I will feel disappointed because it's like a lower saturation. There aren't those special features that the PSVR 2 brings, to me, this headset is just like, it's a really special piece of engineering. And the cool thing is, Adam said this, it's it's not like, oh, this is king. It's not like that. It's like a sidestep. And it's like this intersection of different engineering variables that we haven't had before. Or I, I certainly haven't felt anything kind of like this headset. And there are things that are, let's say, retractors or negatives that are different than other headsets. I don't think I've ever experienced Mura like this before. Maybe it was there on PSVR 1 and I I just kind of ignored it because of all the other bits. But that's one thing that I'll I'll talk about now just, just, just for a minute because we're on it. But do you both experience Mura, the kind of haze in the headset as yeah. well? Oh, yeah. or Depends on the game it... for me. Like, I, uh, I would see it in... Um, Call of the Mountain, but not so much. I didn't. I don't know if it's because things are just coming at you. But I didn't notice in Synth Riders. I've heard a lot about it during Resident Evil Eight, mm. so I'm very curious to test it out during the dark moments. People said you could see it usually wasn't, when it's really dark. No, or it wasn't. Twitter. The thing is, if you're if you're standing still um, and you like move your head, you can tell you're kind of looking through what feels like a diffusion layer or a gate. It's not screen door effect. It's more like an applied cinema film grain is the best way I can describe it. And it's kind of like a, like a gray cinema film grain that kind of goes over everything. So when you're, when you're playing your game, you don't notice it. You don't think about it. It's really only if you're like standing completely still and move your head just a little bit, you'll see it. There is a bit of ghosting in the headset. I've noticed that as well. And I know you can address that by reducing the brightness of the panel, but fact, no, I'm not doing that. I want my bright, I want my bright. That panel is beautiful. I I tried, I push it down. I'm like, Oh yeah. I'll I'll take it. My respect to people who are lowering their brightness. I I saw some people doing that. I was like, I can't do this. No. Yeah. No, no, I'll take the ghosting. The ghosting is like, okay, ghosting's a little annoying, but this is what I mean. The way that they've engineered this headset into a spot where the stuff that matters is wonderful. And the stuff that, to me anyway, doesn't really matter is either serviceable or, or or great or, you know, just a non-negligible like point. I just can't, they've done a great job is what I think with this headset. For me, this is my current top. 
just irked above Quest 2. I really love the Quest 2 because of its cost, the fact you can take it anywhere. It's kind of modular to some degree. You can kind of customize it without going, you know, off the shelf and actually pulling out a drill yourself unless you really want to. But like that, the PSVR 2 has lighting, colors, the facial interface uh, being a complete gasket and not resting the weight of the headset on your face is a big comfort bonus for me. I can see why certain people might find the nose gasket bothersome or the way it sits on your forehead bothersome or it's slipping because your hair is in a certain configuration. So it's, again, it's not perfect for everybody, but I think for me, it's great. And the controllers have been the perfect size and shape and stuff, but I don't know. Some of these games are just amazing. Like Synth Riders, Resident Evil 8, even Garden of the Sea, a game that I struggled to enjoy on Quest, playing in this headset with the vibrancy, the pastels, kind of colorful, okay. love, lovely ambient sonics. It's just... I love that game. <laughs> I, I've, I've fallen in love with this headset. I really, really have. It's um, the perfect value proposition, man. Especially when you look at it, because the one thing that I've been learning, you know, getting into products and all that is that the, yeah. you you have you always have to have the the super high product the low entry product level product and the product that just makes sense that you have to make the right compromises and it's exactly. weirdly enough that PSVR2 had that opportunity created and weirdly enough yes. which you you got me thinking and while you were talking about how it, like they actually looked at the trade-offs that they wanted to make in order to 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 make it make sense and um, which I, I kept hearing there was a Boz interview talking about the Quest Pro, and then we'll probably mention that later on about the price. Yes, yeah, he yeah. was talking about it, but the reason I'm bringing it up right now is because he was, you know, the the, the he was talking about uh, price elasticity and how consumers yeah. are really looking for that entry midpoint level. And as I'm hearing him talking about it, I was like, oh man, he's talking about the PSVR too. Like this is exactly. He's not even talking about their product he's really talking about the psvr2 value proposition that there is there are certain trade-offs that you can make that just really make sense and it and now i'm like re hearing that entire um interview answer from him and i'm like oh man he was not talking about the quest pro at all this he was really yeah, talking about they're the, trying to yeah. compete yeah this and, is and we'll wow. definitely get into that i mean it's like i i I think that, and that's that's where I am with this headset. Mm -hmm. And this is what Adam led in with, and I'm glad she said it, because to me, this isn't a replacement, yeah. right? When I got my Quest 2, it replaced my Rift S and my my Quest 1, and right? And my other headsets that I was using at the time. And I was like, great, I've got kind of an all-in-one type of headset. This is a complementary headset, in my opinion, in that if it's your only headset, you'll be totally happy with it. I think if you have a headset, like a good PC VR setup, or you're a Quest user and you have the money and the time to get this as well, it actually works really well. It's like a yin-yang. So for me, if I'm just anywhere on my house or I want to go on the road um, or I want to go outside, right, and play a game in like uh, something like a Space Pirate Trainer or Spatial Ops or something, then the Quest is great. It's also got all that indie stuff that's just like funky, weird stuff that you play for a short amount of time that will never be on the PlayStation. But then if you want like the simple experience that's plug and play, that's got great content that even if you've played the titles before, feel and play in a way that's captivating and motivating you to play more on that platform. I'm losing hour. I'm losing weeks to this headset Dude. because of that fact. So what you're saying it's is that the Quest is officially the Game Boy Color 
of VR where the <laughs> yeah. where the where the PSVR two is the Super Nintendo. That's it, that's really what it is. It it truly is. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. And the other thing that I wanted just to update people on, because I've tried it, and it was one of the things that I said I was really curious about, was the cinematic mode. Mm. So the fact that you can, without even turning a switch, um, I don't think I enabled anything. And I just picked up the headset. I wasn't running VR content. You see the menu or whatever. You can launch a game. And on what feels to me like a 120-inch television screen in a void, very similar to the Netflix's void or other... Uh, things like VR desktop that you'd use. I tried sitting down in my recliner with the back of the headset against the backrest. I reclined all the way so that the screen was, let's say, at a 45 degree to the to the wall. And I sat there and I played uh, Horizon Forbidden West for four hours straight. Was it, and it was, so it was comfortable, comfortable the whole time. Okay. I know you were it asking was, about that flat, last time. And I was a like, flat, I tried. It's a kind of a wide puck shape at the back. So as long as you're not like, rocking your head left and right uh, a lot it's flat enough that it felt comfortable on that surface i probably wouldn't lay on the ground with that um but uh, against the soft back it's it was fine it was totally fine it didn't bother me at all and i played right through and the cool thing which i only realized until like after playing was similar to when you had the like oculus go request and you tried to watch a film or something in the headset you're not distracted by your phone. You're not distracted by anything else. You're just like immersed and focused, zoned in on the game. Mm-hmm. And that's a huge benefit for a dude who's in a house with like six, seven <laughs> living animals. You know what I mean? Everything, everything's going everywhere. Or are they counted in the <laughs> living animals? I don't know. I would, I would count them in the animal category for now. <laughs> or intense ADHD like me. It's, it's amazing. It's honestly, it's great to have that mm-hmm. focus. You know what I mean? And you feel I felt immersed in a flat game. It's really strange, but I did. And the color pop in that panel, even though the mirror is there, that's the one thing. You always notice that the mirror is there, yeah. and in a flat game you see it, but the color fidelity, um, it's not quite, I would say, it's not quite to the sharpness of a 4K TV. It's well above a 1080p, so full HD, but I'd say it's about three quarters of the way there. And then you get this massive screen, you're all in your by yourself. It's like having a personal IMAX. Um, and to be able to do that, like to be able to reap the PlayStation library and then do VR and literally relax. Once you're done with your VRing, sit down, pop back on the couch or whatever and pop the headset on in that way. I, there's not another headset that does that range of entertainment so well, whether you, you know, you have the ability to do standing up and then you want to just go sit down and it's like comfortable on the face for hours. So yeah, I'm just... Absolutely smitten with it. And even even cool and even if it up. was possible to do in other form factors, the the usability, right? It, it's it's to get for PC VR experience, you have to open up the Quest launcher on the computer, make sure you're on the network, set it up, and then connect or or whatever you're using to to interact for any interoperability um, with with the headset that, the, that you set it yourself. You can just without even taking off the headset, you can go from VR to not VR and just sit down. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's that, that, that useful, that usability, that, that, that low barrier entry point is super, mm-hmm. super enticing. Like I, I actually have had friends and, and family who never really showed interest in VR because they happen to own a PS5 are asking me about, Hey, is this PSVR two a really good 
value proposition, I'm like, oh yes, get synth writers, get synth writers, because unfortunately, you know, most people that that you show VR to, you tend to show Beat Saber to. So being able to immediately show them something else that has like the facial haptics, the Honestly, Synth Riders has become my favorite game. It, it's Synth Riders is it's it's it's, it's, it's incredible. And mm-hmm. like when you see all those tiles in the in the multiplayer, and then you get in with people and you play. Like I got I, I joined into like a, a weekend Synth Riders club, oh. and they were all do, they kicked my ass right. But it was so cool. <laughs> yeah. And like some of them were in Australia and various other places, and it was like it was just so neat to jump into that. You felt like you'd walked into a yoga studio, and you're oh, like, right, that. we're. It's 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 time for downward facing dog Zim. Come on, let's go. <laughs> That's so what it felt nice like too. Yeah, they're they're such the the team is such a nice bunch of people. So it's and oh, I I, I'm gonna bring up haptics again because something specifically too about synth riders was like this feels mm. good. Like it looks mm-hmm. good, of course, but it also felt satisfying. Like when you actually got the little tick, it's like yeah. I don't know. It was, it was great. And the rails too. The rails like it's, oh, yes. it's different on the PC again with index knuckles definitely different feeling i it like truly different now i'm sad because i'm like oh man it's easier to record on my pc but actually it feels real you know good to do the playstations yeah. i kind of would prefer that but I know. and you can actually there's so many little intricacies that i felt like when you twist your arm in synth riders to to, to you actually feel like a little haptic nudge when you actually get it right the face it's it's really a really good implementation and that's a that's the exciting part because synth riders when you look at the PC version versus PSVR 2, all they added was just the haptics integration. Just those those little those, that that candy that 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 really makes this exactly. feel like a whole different. Yeah, it's it's the right that's, amount. That's of what spice. I'm saying. Like if you had if you had a cookie, just a standard cookie, but then you put in I don't know walnuts or raisins or something. You know, it just like fills it out. And that's what I think the PSVR 2 has mm-hmm. done for me. It's those extras are meaningful. Um, they are extra. The audio is like the audio clarity. Mm. I don't know what Sony do, but there's something about like, I can hear something in space in the right spot. And every so often it just catches me out and I go, Oh shit, that's, that's really cool. <laughs> you know, this is like, so the, the audio tree, it's just, a, yeah, like you said, it's a string yeah. of candy. It's like a, a candy necklace of these, these various bits. The other thing I got two things to say, the build quality for me is, uh, is is really solid. The first PSVR one, I was a little bit worried about. Now this isn't at the level of the Quest or an Index where you could throw it against the wall and it'll be fine. That's not what I'm saying. Sony stuff is always a little bit on the fragile side, but as a step up from the first headset, I don't feel worried about letting my kids put it on or whatever, like that they're gonna just like yank it in the wrong way and broken headset, that's, that's okay. Um, but one thing, I, the, Adam, you said last time, which was about the the sweet spot, I got in and Rowdy was laughing at me because he was in the stream at the time. And I said, Adam's broken. She's just she's just an index user. That's all. Because what? there to me, there was no sweet spot problem with this at all. Like, I'm like, I throw the headset on and it's fine. There's no adjusting or anything um, that I have to do. Anytime I put the headset on, even the first time I put the headset on, I've got it's some all stuff like on fine. my lenses that doesn't want to come off. And I'm starting to question, like, what is this this stuff that's on my lenses that Dude. is causing it? Maybe because what I mean, Could now be. I've found I've found the correct spot where I can kind of get past it. And it's the sweet spots high enough where I can lower the headset. But it's still weird and slightly. I'll have to get a picture of it sometime because I'm it's like, not, it's I've, I've experienced it's it not just you either. Yeah. Right. Um, so what, what I'm going to say is. The, the PSVR 1 had a certain feel to it in terms of sweet spot. 
This is very comparable to that mm-hmm. in that it is definitely going to feel narrower to you than like an index. An index is like jumping into a pool. In other words, it doesn't matter where in the pool you jump, you're going to get wet, right? <laughs> I would say the PSVR 1 is like walking through a door. Uh, Walk through the door the wrong way, you're yeah, going to get hurt, right? Yeah. So like it's it's not the same thing. So I think where you're coming from and where a lot of people are coming from, particularly if they're index users, are going to feel like, wow, this is a really tight spot zone. But as somebody who's tried a lot of the headsets over the years, it's it's not it's it in no, it is in no way degraded from what we've had before. I would actually argue to say that it's better than PSVR one in terms of its its sweet spot. So it's it, it's not difficult to find the sweet spot. Is all I'm saying. It, it, um, I, I had had I had weirdly enough when you mentioned that I remember like trying to see if I was adjusting it the wrong way, and I yeah. did. When I started messing with that, like trying to like see if I was seeing everything correctly, I I broke something in my brain because now <laughs> now I see now I see the sweet spot like really accurately that I now end like up spending like, yeah like I now end up spending a I don't know if originally if I haven't thought about this it would have happened but now I have <laughs> spent a good. So- so Adam's broken. She's oh, no. broken, Jose. Yeah, she completely destroyed some of you me. listeners <laughs> yeah. have been broken well, as well. Okay, it's, but, I will say it's not a big, de- like it's it, it's not a big deal to, or it doesn't take me very long to find it. But just bringing up the fact that I have to find it versus mm-hmm. other headsets, where it's just kind of plant, and then yeah. maybe you make a couple adjustments. Yeah, it became so, a don't worry. Chore. I'm not picking on you. No, yeah, I'm, I, I'm, I'm trying to. <laughs> I'm trying to. Uh, point out that there are definitely, um, and this was going to be the case for for PSVR 2 now that it's coming in and there's people who've been doing VR for nearly a decade and there's some that have had a headset just since a year ago and they picked up a Quest and they're like, this isn't good enough, let me go to the next thing. So I get the point of view part, but there's also something to be spoken about, at least Reddit thinks so, um, in this recent firmware update. So I, I don't know when that dropped exactly. I, I had it just about a day or two ago where both controllers had firmware updates separately and the headset. So if you haven't gone through that yet, if you haven't picked up the headset in a couple of days, this just dropped with the Discord update. So one of the cool things is now you've, you can have Discord groups. You have to link your account uh, to your PlayStation Network account, and then you can join Discord calls in the headset while you're playing. You can even do that while you're streaming, uh, which is pretty neat. But with that came a firmware update, and there are like tens of reports on Reddit from groups of people who've said that certain headsets didn't feel right prior to this update and have been cleared up. Some of the visuals, textures and stuff like that, and Mm. kayak and other things. And I find that really curious. There's no mention of it whatsoever from Sony, but there are reports of people, for example, going over to their buddy's house and saying, hey, your headset doesn't look very clear. Going back to their own and saying, okay, mine's fine. Going back after this this patch landed and saying, oh, yours is now on par. So if you're out there and you're like, hey, my headset was blurry or something, like just try it again after the firmware update is what I would say. Because it seems like something's happened and Sony's just doing it on the quiet. Yeah, so, I think, some, I, seems I, think I got affected. it yesterday. I haven't updated yeah. yet. I haven't jumped in the headset when I saw the update, but that's it. I'll have to... Okay. But now is that going to mess me up because I'm going to be thinking about that? Kind of like placebo? Like, oh, yeah, wow. Like, or is <laughs> that's, actually, that's what happened yeah. to me, but the opposite. <laughs> now, that's, like, I put it on. I see things clearly, and I'm like, am I seeing this clearly enough? And then I just start messing it up, and then I really mess it up, and I'm like, okay, what's the correct way? It, it's it's really weird. Um, And, and I, you said something, Adam, that you said that you felt like you had something on your lens. 
And that's yeah. that was actually something that was on, like I was thinking that maybe I was sweating and uh, like maybe hair grease or something got on the lenses. Like I, I was really like looking at the lenses for a bit, thinking that there was something smudgy going on. Huh. But it really is just the way that you put it on. There's a it's the sweet spot. I think might be affected by the software. Maybe that's that's maybe there's a foveated rendering. Let's see. Yeah, I'm curious. After uh, so, Jose, you've been in the headset the last day or two? Uh, not in the last two days. So I'm excited to now get that update. Um, I did get the weirdly enough. I did. It wasn't the it wasn't the Discord, but I did get firmware updates for the controllers. Um, last last podcast. That's the one I talked about. So I don't know yeah. if I already got that update, and maybe they're just releasing updates. I had in. that one as well. Mm-hmm. I had that separately. So okay. I think this is a new one. This is okay, a new one. Cool. Um. And it'll be interesting. So now we're like leapfrogging each other with various versions. I feel like it's like when Quest are releasing versions. But if they've silently fixed a software problem that was affecting a subset of PSVR 2 users, cool. Yeah. You know, great. I just wish (laughs) they would have said something about it. So we're not just guessing. This feels like they've done something based on what I'm seeing in the populace talking about it. And some people are convinced that it's been, you know, their their experience has been improved. And who's going to... Who's gonna worry about that? The It'd one be thing a I bad say, idea for them. Their their momentum is so good that for them to even come out and say, "Hey, this was broken." <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I'm with you. I think doing it on the quiet is probably smart, even if they never say anything about it, because uh, those no- that noise problem will just it'll just die off, you know. Mm-hmm. But that's great. So firmware update, Discord feature. Uh, one other thing that they showed, and I think I didn't share this video with you, Adam, uh, is the easy strap replacement for PSVR two. Um, they built this thing for easy replaceability. We talked last time about the teardown video that they'd done, but I think it's really good because one engineering component about the headset, which I find kind of weird, is the cable comes out completely perpendicular to the headset. So if you set it down naturally with the headset facing in the orientation as you wear it on a table, it's bending the cable. And I feel like at some point after multiple years of use, that's just going to end up with an internal cable break and you're going to have to replace it. So the good thing is you could rewind to this podcast and remember that there was an easy strap replacement and that that would uh, be something that you could do just to separate the headset. If you're looking at your headset, it's this little, what looks like a, almost like a PlayStation 2 save card connector at the front of the headset, and you're able to take it apart and take the cord completely out so you could get a new one. Now, they are currently selling them, so if you manage to hurt your headset in the next week or two, then you might be out of luck, but hopefully that'll come on sale soon and hopefully not for 100 quid. Um, so that is that. Now, I'm glad that you actually mentioned that because I was like, mm. kind of when I would put my headset away, it's like I kind of wanted to put it upside down, but I'm like, ew, that feels I, wrong too. Like, I, I put it upside down. <laughs> I store mine, I, I, I did it here just for the podcast, but I store mine upside down because the plastic face grommet piece picks up hair like crazy. Yeah. Yeah. But visually, like I'm just like, oh God, like it's so wrong. Yeah. <laughs> I hate, yeah, I, hate cable, I hate the cable placement. If there's one serious complaint yeah. for me, it's the way the where they place the cable. I, I I think anybody who likes having the cable behind their back when they're immersed in a deep dark void and just have a cable laying behind your back is that it's psychopathic behavior, honestly. Like just I, I can't. I don't like being t- I have two cables. Yeah, no. <laughs> I have one in the back and one in the front. No, no, that's no, I'm good. I'm good. Suspend the cable over me if, if I have to have a cable. I don't want to feel yeah, I, I hate the placement. I, I, I don't like it. It's something that I look at it and it makes me angry. Like, it's something that make, it, it really makes you irrationally angry. It's like, why would you do this? Yeah. Well, yeah. at least it's not like the audio block on the first PSVR 1 where they had oh, yeah, a fat plastic 
dangler. And I was like, what are you thinking? Yeah. No, they, they even had the brick that would dangle off the floor. These yeah. like square blocks. It was terrible oh, design, God. but yeah, the little render. they have improved. I'm so glad they've learned and that this headset is as good as it is. But um, it wouldn't be very Zim like of me if we didn't at least show you a lady drunkenly face planting into a bookshelf with her PSVR 2. I think that would be that a good awesome. thing for all of you to see. Uh, for those who've tuned into the podcast, so I hope Adam will cue that one up. But um, I have to say, this is a bit of a warning as well. Alcohol, VR, panels, don't mix very well. This lady could have lost her teeth, um, and she seems to have enjoyed the time because she comes out smiling in the drunken state after <laughs> rolling over, but looks quite uncomfortable. <laughs> it's yeah. such a- We're going to see more of these. You know it. There's more of this coming. Was she actually drunk? (laughs) Well, that's apparently. I hope so. (laughs) If that was if that was not drunk behavior. (laughs) I don't know, but some people like Richie's plank experience. You know, they get so immersed in something that they kind of just forget, you know, real life everything, and they just do weird stuff, like thinking they could fly or jump off a plank or whatever. Did I send you that reel, Adam? That'd be the next video to roll. There's a composition of a minute long um, of people diving into their televisions and stuff like this. And it is it is it is a wonderful warning for people to, like we said on the last podcast, don't face your television screen. Don't let your guests be completely separate in your in your play space. But some of these some of these are pretty aggressive. Painful um, Feel free to narrate if you as you're seeing it because you're in I, my sync favorite, with the audience. My favorite are the ones when they're like boxing. Oh yeah. There's someone there. Yeah. yeah there's mostly people running into their TVs, literally <laughs> flying leaps into the TV. Um, yeah, it's uh, punching other people. You know, punching their t- like it's just so <laughs> punching much. their kids. Yeah, uh. punching kids and other people. Random furniture. It's insane. I did, and there is the one that famous one where um, the girl whips her the quest off of the gaskets somehow that's so fat that's one of my favorite ones i love that so it's much a, the look <laughs> oh of her shock God. after it is just amazing yeah but if you're talking about um just just kind of being safe in vr like i, I there's always this feeling of mine it's like oh no it's just, just the really dumb people this happens to no this happens to a lot yeah. of vr users so yeah just protect your mm-hmm. equipment if you can and uh you know it's gonna happen to somebody if it happens to you sorry mm-hmm. but uh you'll save up buy another headset um, there you go with that, if you're looking for a new headset, <laughs> headliner news here from MetaQuest Pro is that you can now get it just for $1. I couldn't believe it. Well, that's because I've been intentionally misreading that, but uh, it's $1 less than a grand. So yeah, $999 is the price you'll pay for a brand new MetaQuest Pro. Four and a bit months after they launched for $1,500. Must feel good, Jose, huh? Um... <laughs> They must fix the wireless first. <laughs> give me Wi-Fi six <laughs> E. That's just give me that. Like I, I uh, but like, but like, if someone's cut the the price of a headset that I paid fifteen hundred for by five hundred dollars, four months after I bought it, that like, that's not gonna feel good. That's I'm, gonna feel pretty rubbish, right? Yeah, for me, like it's weird. Like my anger is more 
my the but the, of course the price cut is upsetting like it's 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 but that's a one-time yeah, thing i suppose one, you yeah, can put it in the past exactly but when, you want the usability of the I headset want the usability to be addressed that's being offered because at this point right i bought a headset at fifteen hundred dollars that doesn't do what i bought it to do and then i got a price drop and it still doesn't do what i set out to do i want my fifteen hundred bucks back like and that's something yeah. that um i'm just cautiously waiting because if we don't see a wi-fi 6e update let's say before june and the quest 3 does get announced i yeah. i'm gonna say this as as a as an, a vr enthusiast as somebody who who buys these products don't buy a quest 3 do not buy a quest 3 because meta is now proving to you that they will lie to their consumer um this is still touted to do wi-fi 6e the chip is there they have wireless capabilities they're selling you a headset at a price. They lowered it at the price, but it's still not doing what they set out to do. So what is what are they going to do with the Quest 3? Like, can you trust it? it it's really yep. it's really bizarre. You you mentioned Zim, they're 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 pulling out of their licensing for some games and how they have had weird practices before that seem very anti-consumer. This is as anti-consumer as you can get. You lied to the people that believed in the product. I love the hardware specifications and you still I, I didn't wasn't deliver. super close to it. Was that like a listed feature? Of course. Was the, 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 yeah. Right now, PC VR, the ability to stream onto the headset is broken because you're only limited to Wi-Fi 6, which is about half the bandwidth that you could actually get from this card. You can get about 1200 megabits um, off the the 6E uh, standard, and you're only locked in at a performance rate of about 400, 600. Yes, if you go over the router, you get on the network, you're going to get better stability, and you're going to be yeah. like, oh, I'm running with 500 megabytes, but you can do more. You can increase the the resolution. The, now that, 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 that difference is, is, is it's, material it's to the end experience. It's yeah. one of the main gripes that people have with the Quest 2 is its, is its choke point, its throttle on... Two things. It's wireless uh, capability in terms of the artifacting that comes with that. And then, mm -hmm. of course, the channel encryption yeah. when you're using Link. Yeah. So it's a very throttled, like held back headset. And for someone who knows what the full experience feels like, it's like it's not enough. Yeah. Right. And so when you're paying premium, I can understand your your, your point there. Adam, it's, you were trying to interject no, with something there. Say, but hey, you got a Metastore gift card, didn't you? I think. Right. Or they were saying <laughs> yeah. that they were going to give some out. They or were something. saying that. Yeah, yeah. They gave me one hundred dollars, which still doesn't. Doesn't really make the the price difference <laughs> make up for it. Like, yeah, buyers. So like, wait a minute. I really just want the yeah. I really just want the headset to deliver what they set out to do. Uh, I I think it's really. I, yeah. I'm I'm very my. It's really weird because I went from when the meta when the Quest Pro released. I was really on board with Meta's messaging. I loved their their focus. The Boz talking about the value of ensuring that there was accessibility to high end hardware and what it meant exactly. for PCVR. Um, I remember, I think it was Jeremy, uh, Jay Dunn asked Boz directly. He's like, hey, what about like arcades and LBE experiences? Like people that really want high graphic fidelity. And Boz was talking about right. PCVR. And I'm like, okay, cool. But when you look at Meta's approach to PCVR, it's broken. It's absolutely broken. It's, it's, it's something that I'm personally on the side researching a lot. And I'm starting to realize that you said the word throttles him. And I've been very careful with not yeah. using that word, 
but I have a very strong suspicion that Meta is throttling PC VR accessibility. They're not a big fan of it. And I think it's because they see the writing on the wall. And I think the PSVR 2 was the shakeup. Nobody's comparing the, the PSVR 2 to the MetaQuest. They're comparing it to PC VR. And that's really bad for an all-in-one headset company, in my opinion. Yeah, 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 yeah. And we, we can talk about that AMA in a second here. So mm -hmm. um, I am, I'm kind of holding off. Like, it's interesting. Quest Pro is the first uh, Quest uh, Rift and Quest product, right? From Oculus and Oculus by Facebook and Meta. From that whole chain, right? I, I've never skipped one of their headsets. It's the first one where I was, like, priced out of it. I was really interested in the headset. Yeah. But and, and interested in their pitch, primarily the Microsoft and the working in VR stroke AR. Like I was really keen on their approach. Um, I've, I've cooled on that and I don't think I'll be buying one even at the reduced price, because to me, um, and I'll just talk a little bit about the price for a second. So they've reduced the price uh, in the U.S. to nine hundred ninety nine dollars in the U.K. It's nine hundred ninety nine pounds. It's nice to see that parity because years ago we didn't get that, although it's sad to see the the pound deteriorate that much. In Australian dollars, just for those who are not Australian so that they can go, oh my lord, uh, it's 1,729 Australian dollars. Um, I, I worry about what the price of bread is. Australians, you can comment and tell them what price of uh, what the cost of a loaf of bread is. But Jesus Biscuit Lord, like that sounds like a very high price point. Um, so that's the Quest Pro. The Quest 2 also, they've reduced the price of their upper Quest, the same one I own, is the 256 gigabyte SKU, uh, which is dropping to $429, so about 430 bucks down from from 500, and that's the same again in the UK, so 429 pounds. Um, the 128 gigabyte model, oddly, isn't moving right now. So for $399 or 399 pounds, you get the 128 gigabyte model, foot out 30 more bucks, quid, and you get double the memory on board, which sounds like a pretty good deal. So maybe they've got more of those to sell or that's a warehouse burner, just like the Quest Pro. I don't know. But um, Jose alluded to some interesting details that uh, Meta's CTO had unveiled during an AMA recently. So we had spoken and reported on this previously that there was a price drop, a temporary price drop, which turns out that was a market price test. Uh, before permanently lowering. So they had dropped it by 400 and they decided their market penetration would be best if they dropped it by this amount. It's really interesting to hear them talk kind of quite openly about this. Um, I think it is actually reassuring as a shareholder because they've got a they've got warehouses full of this stock. They need to ship it before it becomes like a lot of tech, you know, yesterday's news. Um, so they're dropping it to a thousand. They're probably taking a loss on it at this point, but it makes more sense to get it out there. They really are playing price limbo. And for me, like we were just talking about PS5 and PSVR 2 and that total package price, I still think to any VR user, unless you have a really niche use case, I'd recommend you, if for gaming purposes, PS5 and PSVR 2 will give you oodles more benefit than, say, going for a Quest Pro. So either you're saying, I don't have the money, and I'm going to go buy, for example, a Quest 2 or a Pico or something. And I just get access to, you know, libraries, giant libraries of VR content that way. Or I think you go for, I want easy plug and play and the best that really money can buy right now at that well-engineered price point, And you'd go for a PSVR 2. I don't think that the price drop for Quest Pro 
has a place. It's a broken there, headset. Right it's a broken headset. That's a problem. Is that at the moment nobody's like if you look at it from the features that are being boasted and you compare it to the Quest Two, the features that will make this a differentiator to the Quest Two is all those features are busted because now the 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 Quest Pro controller is available on the Quest Two. So the Quest yeah. Pro or the Quest Pro has really no tangible value at all there is no the, the the features that you're looking for the encryption including the microsoft that you mentioned microsoft stealthily announced the same partnership with other headset manufacturers vario is on board with them oh did they yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. there is oh no oh that's bad for them yeah, that's bad for Meta. there's no yeah. there's no exclusivity there I, I did see uh microsoft uh announcing a lot of cool uh vr features uh that are coming to a lot of uh, it's 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 independent to to Meta, is what I'm saying. So I was like, oh, okay, cool. They're announcing partnerships with Vario. I did see that, and I'm like, okay, so they know. They still seem the the one thing I would say is all they still seem to have a vision. I think they have a vision, even if it's non-public, right? They have a vision and a roadmap, and they know what they're going after. I don't quite yet see where they're going to be successful with that vision. Quest 3 is interesting. We'll talk about that in a second, yeah. but I wanted to give a quick update just as an aside about Echo VR as well, because we heard that and that was one of their other major plays was they're like, let's shut down the stuff that's costing us money so we can focus on other things. Upload VR reported on the Echo VR mission, uh, which for those who haven't been following it was a community bundling together $3,000 <laughs> Uh, to get a plane to fly a banner over the Meta HQ for several hours that said, Zuck, don't kill VR esports, fight for Echo.com. And I don't, I, Jose, go on. You got to say something I'm about just this. imagining Mark Zuckerberg waking up, you know, doing his like morning Pilates <laughs> and goes in and he just sees this and he just sheds a tear. He's like, just cause the falls like Boz. I'm sorry, man. Like we gotta bring it back. Like what? What? Like, <laughs> what were people expecting? Like, dude, like use the three. That's 000. a waste. That's yeah. I oh, know. Sorry. Like I just get well, so passionately angry. I heard. I read that, and I was just I like, know. use that money to fund a very talented developer to make a clone of it. Yeah, because that the thing is that money. The 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 trouble is, I think what that money really is, is it was like a it was like having a funeral for the community you know like we're gonna fly our last flag before this ship goes underwater so you make it in um, honor of the guy that killed it <laughs> it's kind of like if if one person had completely funded it then i'm like okay whatever you can spend your money i guess on whatever you want yeah but it, it makes me a little sad that this was a you know communal donation thing that yeah really could have gone to something else anything <laughs> yeah. And, and you guys heard me last time, right? Like I, I care, I, I care quite a lot about the, um, about the future of the esports scene and echo and like, you shouldn't kill off a community that's got thousands of active players. That's like my general approach to games. Like once it gets to the point where it's really dead and it's tens of people playing fair enough, right? Like cut the cord, but like you, you want to treat your customers well. And it's very similar to my thoughts on how Go has been treated and previous headsets have been treated. Just what Meta's generally liking to do. They like it to be shorter fuse, not pay for the tail, and just, just, I'll, I'm only going to sort the people who were paying now or last year. Like, that's it. That's all who I care about. Forget everybody who's had a device for a couple of years. And, and what we saw, and again, getting to Jose's point, right? I'm worried now. I'm worried for Quest 3, um, but we did get to see a little bit about this. So in the MetaQuest app, 
Uh, it's now visible in the list that Quest, Quest 2, Quest Pro, and a, a headset called Eureka. Uh, so unless Einstein has been brought back to life and is tinkering <laughs> with the app code, uh, we think this is the code name, the street name, of Meta Quest 3's Stinson headset, uh, which is likely in developer hands right now and is in warm-up for launch. Uh, more appropriately, uh, Eureka, California has a beach called uh, Clam Beach, which is home to a sand sculpture festival and a lot of crabs. So maybe they could have called this Clam instead of Eureka, <laughs> but they chose Eureka as the name for this in, in, in that format. But um, Quest 3 right now, I am, I'm really worried about it because I want to love it. I want to replace my Quest 2. My Quest 2 is old at this stage. Um, they're going to have to... And, and with all the Bradley leaks, for example... I feel like I've seen enough of that Christmas party that maybe that's not a Christmas party that I need to get involved with, you know? And that makes me nervous because I've been on board with Rift since DK1. Like, I don't want to say goodbye to it. I don't want to walk down a different path, but it feels like this summer or Q3, maybe we're going to be uh, parting ways. So that's just how I feel about it at the moment. I agree. Uh, I I, I don't know. Are they going to stop? Is it going to be kind of like a... Well, Quest 1 still had support, sort of, for a while until more recently-ish completely. But is it going to be a thing, I wonder, where, you know, you're, you're going to be forced over to go to... But the Quest 2 has so much content that you could still use, you know, even after the Quest 3 comes out. But I guess it just depends. Like, are they going to be like, everything's Quest 3 from now on? You know, how how slow there, is that? How slow going to be? There were comments wonder? about the support That's, on Quest 2, though. Yeah. Boz touched on this. I don't know if you caught that as well, Jose. Mm-hmm. So he mentioned that... Quest 3 and Quest 2 will be on the shelf for yep. some time. For Something along time, those lines. Yeah. I don't have the exact okay. quote. Yeah, but but their very long time might be a year or two. You know, I, <laughs> yeah. I would be surprised if it's more than two years. All headsets right now, and I think we we, we talked a little uh, briefly about this a few podcasts ago, is that the same supply chain that makes manufacturers headsets is the same exact supply chain as cell phones. So the same um, lifespan of an Android device is going to be applied to the XR2 chipset. So um, we're going to probably see three to five years of support, but expecting three to three and a half years of software, um, you know, back end from a first party perspective where Sony um, usually does six to seven years, which is very interesting to see that happening in VR. The PSVR 1 still has weirdly support on the PSVR 2. I did see some people saying, hey, you can actually connect the PSVR 1 and the PSVR 2 on the PS5. Just have one off and it should detect. Um, You can have both connected. So I've seen that. Um, But I think that's kind of where we're at. It's in order for what stops me, I I love what you were saying about the Quest 3 stopping, like being the first one that parts away for you. I I think I'm officially parted ways from Meta. I think (sighs) it's not cool to release... It, it it if Meta does come out and let's say in six months it says yeah hey guys there there was a hardware issue like that that's completely irreparable and our wireless on this device is completely borked anybody who purchased it will give a refund and mm-hmm. they're doing everything but that I really do have a strong feeling that we'll never get proper wireless on this device this is a broken device. Um, I, 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 there's wireless, there's, there's wireless. I can, wireless, tell, I can tell your soul is broken. Dude, but. like I use, I, I love using the Pico 4 and the Quest 2 in the same room. You can't yep. really use a Quest 2 properly next to a Pro. Like the, once you yep. start really playing with the Pro, the wireless of the controllers, just 
breaks everything around you. My Apple oh, Watch no. weirdly loses Bluetooth connectivity. That's a whole bizarre <laughs> thing. I bought a second Quest Pro. Like I've had so much research like that I've been doing that I'm like, just collectively keeping, hoping for Meta to pull the gun and say this was broken from beginning or they just never fix it. I have. I want I've my heard from a few. I've heard from a few Quest Pro owners that they still love the clarity of the headset. Like that's one of the main yeah. features that I'm hearing bubbling out of the whole thing is that the it's pancake beautiful. lenses and the clarity of the headset is just gorgeous. Yeah. And that's, I think right now, the only, or the main selling point over other headsets. So it's, for me, it's kind of, even though I've not tried one, uh, it's it's bumped into that space where the HP Reverb G2 used to take, which was if I want eagle eye vision, that's the headset that's I go headset. for. But even now and seeing some of our, you know, favorite side by sires like Tyrael Wood show off the difference between the panels in the best way that you can. Um, it to me, again, the colors in the PSVR 2 and the other parts of the sensory package and the fact that you're completely like absorbed in the headset. It's going to be very hard to shake me from this device now. I'm in love <laughs> with the PSVR 2 and, I, you know, I'm kind of unabashedly in love with it because I feel like from an engineer's perspective, a lot of people are going to look at this headset and go, oh, there's that thing or that thing that I don't like. And I get that. And I hear you. Totally hear you. No problem. Every time I put the headset on, I see Mura and I go, yeah, <laughs> right. But then but then I disappear into a world that's like, it's just got me. I feel like I'm just there in the bosom of VR and it's amazing. And it's you know, what, great, what worried so. me is I was like, oh, crap. Because kind of like how we were talking about how, you know, standalone is on one shelf and PSVR 2 and PC VR. But it has me worried because I'm like. No, now am I going to have to have one headset of each type, like <laughs> one standalone? That's my main, you know, and then you got the PlayStation and then there's my daily driver for the PC. I'm like, Jesus Christ, how how, how much longer can I go on like this? <laughs> Console wars, let's yeah. go. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm ready. Some of us creators had to live through that, Adam. We had the PSVR, the Vive, and the Rift all at the same time with different, with different <laughs> like, con like console software releases. That was a busy time. That was a busy time. That is back true. Then. That is true. But we're getting back there again. We're, but no, that's what, what we're feeling. And competition is great. I love seeing competition. Mm -hmm. I just wish I saw more competition out of Meta. The competing price is not enough. To Jose's point, like you got to look headset. after. Oh man, the usability, right? That's really important. Yeah. If they fix that, that could be an attractive headset. I, but then you've got yeah. things like the HTC offering that's coming to hit the table, and then big screen beyond. And these, they've got headsets coming that could steal our want and for someone who's like a, an index user be like it's time for me to get a new headset now and if valve's all quiet on their front and they don't come up with something new you know that might take the, the grand from them and i feel like the enthusiast is ready to drop a grand on those headsets mm -hmm. but um anyway i suppose that's enough about psvr2 for this week no doubt it'll be in our <laughs> casts for some time to come i feel like it, my quest is just sat on the dummy now for some time and it's like not gathering dust, right? I still am reaching for it. And there's still things coming to Quest that I can't play anywhere else. So um, I'm not off of that headset just yet. But uh, for streaming purposes, oh my God, night and day different. So uh, you probably won't see me see streaming it very often Adding from this to point what you forward. mentioned earlier about the, the regarding Echo, um, did, did you see who's handling yeah. their messaging for, for, the, for the shutdown? Uh, it's not no. the actual studio. It's actually Meta Reality Labs and the Horizons team. Huh. Yeah, that's odd. So, which is 
probably it makes sense for them to to have a little maybe um, either a <laughs> memorial or at least a, a, a comparable version of the game on horizons they should do they should they i feel like horizons is um has so much potential of being the new forum like i'm seeing such a big boom on instagram and other socials of people that are building like nightclubs it's it's the vr chat um scene but for boomers yeah. is that weird to say it's it's not the right <laughs> term no, you, every podcast sense, you alienate one yeah, group I always, uh, Jose, so if, if i'm not alienating you just, you just love really, the hate i have become an ageist on this that. podcast but it really it really horizons really <laughs> is becoming the vr chat for 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 the last tech savvy the 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 quick entry point keep because going, we're seeing nightclubs the fucking kill him I, but it's true him. he's he's we're going to meet in real life now, and he's going to like be like, hey, Zim, you got some gray in your beard, and I'm just going to take like, <laughs> oh, out dude, my listen. ice axe, and it's going straight in his face. And, and I'm like, Adam, pull out your chainsaw. We'll just cut him up. Hey, listen. Uh, yeah, uh, this is getting very violent I'm actually 65 now. years old. You guys don't just, this is, no, no, but. Um, <laughs> you just wear it well. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm part All of the right, crew. All right, well, let's tell you what. We've been on the beach long enough. Let's pull our toes out of the sand. Uh, it's, it's a busy content month ahead. Uh, our release is lad is here to shine his torch on a selection of games he thinks you should look forward to play. All right. Uh, for those who think torch is weird in that statement, uh, flashlight, sorry, for Americans and North Americans. Um, with that, Jose, all right, I'll let you so, take it away. All right, so a little bit of PSVR 2 news, uh, since we love talking about it and, and Quest 2, a uh, little updates here. Uh, Before Your Eyes uh, release, releases on March 10th, um, I believe already released, Uh and yep. the PSVR 2, it is the game we were talking about last week. It's uh, not last week, last podcast, but it's essentially controlled with blinking. So I, I, I don't I haven't played it yet. I don't know if you guys have, but it uses, I guess, the, your eyes in blinking uh, yeah. as a mechanics. Um, I'm personally afraid of trying it. I'm very interested, but I, I'm, <laughs> I, I don't know if, I, if you guys remember when I mentioned playing um, Call of the Mountain that I was the menu system was going crazy because I was looking at all the menus. Oh, I'm yeah. just, yes. Did I get better for you? I don't know. I might speed run the game. I might be the first because of my blinking. Maybe I'll just speed run before your <laughs> eyes. <laughs> like shit, that was that was an expensive five seconds. <laughs> so um, hopefully, there's a way to slow down the blinking. Um, <laughs> And that, yeah, that really, really <laughs> smart time. Next one, we got the Dark Pictures Anthology uh, Switchback uh, for yes. PSVR 2 that releases on the 16th. It is $39.99 oh, uh, USD, about 33 uh, pounds. Um, and the third one we have is... I had no idea that was up? coming so soon. Dude, I'm like, I, I'm... I'm if just for Adam's benefit, so mm-hmm. she can do the trailers. And I, yes, I, you're very quick. Sorry, <laughs> yeah. I, like, listen, I'm. <laughs> it's fine. I know I, you're, you're 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 excited as well, but like mm-hmm. I didn't know Switchback was coming so soon. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I knew they were kind of like, and that's the thing. This content lineup, I know initially back in January we were like, hey, there's not enough, and then they spackled in a whole bunch of extra content, and then you launch it, and it's like, I mean, even as I said, as Adam was reflecting, right, like. I've put like a solid week's worth of work. Had I, you know, booked a work week or something, I put a <laughs> solid number of hours yeah. into just playing PSVR 2. And it's like, I feel like I've barely scratched the surface. And there's yeah. all these games that I want to go back and play. And then there's stuff coming. And there's so much coming this month. It's like, <laughs> it scares me because now <laughs> we'll talk about our trips coming up in a second here. But it's like, there's just too much coming, and, and that's a great place to be in. I think that's a good thing, right? Like, that's a good thing. But there's so much that I want to do that is coming our way. Switchback is definitely one of yeah. them. I, Obviously, I'm really you'll be excited. skipping this one. 
or are you gonna do it i you know weirdly enough when it comes to like rail shooters um i i love them I, it's not they they don't tend to make me afraid anything that gives me the ability oh to to control myself and have like control perception and be get if you give me the ability to scare myself like turn a certain way and and be freaked out hmm. that's not i'm not i'm not a fan of that but I, when you play it you record yourself even if it's not please. for a stream but just for our purposes <laughs> i oh, would love man. to see your reactions to it i would like just that put so your great. phone there. Yeah. I'll put the video the... on yourself. No problem. <laughs> I'll give you a visual. I am as loud and as animated, but completely full of fear. <laughs> <laughs> I love I it. Have, I have to see this now. I don't have Same a, here. I, I, don't I just a, put my napkin in. Yeah, no, literally. It's I don't have a spectrum. It's either really <laughs> afraid or very happy. I don't I, I can't <laughs> dance in between. So Maybe, maybe I'll do it. Maybe we can do a stream. I, I've been wanting to do co-op, like, uh, horror games, so. We got to do something. I'm, I can't wait until uh, Nightmare Tag comes out. And we can oh, play dude, that. That right. will be fun. And so the third one, right? Um, yeah. Walking Dead, Saints and Sinners, Chapter 2, uh, releases on the 21st. Finally. P I believe, yeah, I know, PC VR and PC PSVR 2. So I'm no. really excited that they're both releasing around the same time which definitely builds some hype because now I'm actually interested in getting the PSVR 2 version, which was, I, I, Adam, actually, you convinced me to get the PS, the P2, wait for the PCVR version, just based on how you spoke about it. I was like, man, maybe, oh, yeah. maybe I should. Look at the trailer. It's so sharp. Look, I'm going to make, yeah. hopefully, uh, Zim jealous. Wow, oh, look at all the, the clarity. The, <laughs> and the, the visual. The shadows and the, ooh, yeah. Yeah, the but, flashlight. But I feel like, I think, like, the thing is here, right, uh, and having played the, and I can't talk about my time in the PC, I have played the PC one, um, but like the, the, the quest version, which I played a lot, I probably played 20 hours of the quest two's chapter two saints and sinners. I liked it a lot as a fan of saints and sinners, as you guys know, I, it's in my top five, right? I'm actually more excited for chapter one and a re-release of chapter one with the changes and upgrades that they've made because they've made mm. specific upgrades for the psvr2 version including like retexturing and some of those smaller details <laughs> i was such a fan of the first game in terms of how the story played out uh for the second game no spoilers adam don't worry no spoilers but it's like you jump into the middle of the story instead of the start and so to mm. me um i would if if you were brand new to saints and sinners my strong suggestion is buy the bundle because there's a bundle pack where you get both. And I would say play the first game and then your save game is going to be able to feed the second game. So the things you unlock in that are going to be able to be ported to the second game, which is really cool. So if you find all these like recipes or whatever that you want to bring in, um, you'll be able to do it. And and I just I don't know. So you, are you, you're both going to play it on yes. PC as opposed to PSVR 2? No, I, I still um, he says P P uh, PSVR. Why do they have P's and S's and C's? They're all so complicated. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, he was, he was uh, PlayStation VR 2. I'm still on PC. I want to play it on the PSVR 2 because of graphics and all that cool stuff, but I want my save. I want my save from the first game. That's the, literally uh, the only thing. Is yeah. it, I guess without spoilers, is it? Um, is there enough from whatever it takes from the first game and brings to the second where it's like me? You're going to want... You're going to... You're, 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 I'm sorry to break your heart. You are going to want to bring your stuff forward, I would say. Okay. Because if you don't, well, if you don't, the recipes are still there and you can go get them. You just mm -hmm. have to do that thing again. Yeah. And there are some okay. quests and missions in the first game 
which are a proper pain in the ass. I can remember a few houses in particular where you struggle to make it out alive or whatever, and then you get that recipe. Like, to do that again, just because I love the game so much, I think I'm willing to do it. But I might play the first game again, start to finish. I don't know if I'm going to have the time to do it, but that's what I want to do. I want to go play the first game, beat the second game, and then play that. But you're probably looking at, like, 40, 50 hours yeah. between the two of them. You know, it's it's quite a bit of content. That's uh... So, but if you're having a good time, the darks, that's it. I Just the darks in that game are going to be fantastic. The vibrations, the feel, like, I just, oh, yeah. I'm really hoping they nail the PSVR 2 launch. And if they do, uh, there's no way I'd play it on PC. I, I would... 100% PSVR Screw it. Maybe I'll just me. get both. I'll just get the <laughs> PC version for my save and then the PSVR just to mess around and enjoy the graphics and, and the haptics and all the pretty stuff. I don't know. I might. Yeah, I'm really <laughs> interested in seeing what the PSVR 2 can do graphically. Like, I, I re, I'm really excited of seeing... Honestly, as a PC VR first user, the, 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 the functionalities of the controllers, the facial... Ah, oh, yes, 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 yes. I, I, I want... I want I want to be scared if if it comes with with all those cool uh, haptics. Sounds very good. And those are our uh, releases for the week. You want to recap them? All right. Yep. So first off, before your eyes, PSVR two, March tenth, fourteen ninety nine USD, about twelve pounds. Second, what we have is Dark Pictures Anthology Switchback for PSVR two. That's March sixteenth, thirty nine ninety nine US, about thirty three pounds. And the third one we have is Walking Dead Saints and Sinners Chapter 2 for PC VR and Chapters 1 and 2 for PSVR 2. That's March 21st for $39.99 or that's about £33. So, yep, that's the three games that we listed this week. Thank you, Jose. Yeah, we got plenty coming that's going to wet our whistle. Um, and there's there's just so much on the horizon. It's just great. I love it. As I said, it's one of those like first world problems of a VR person, I think. But um, I'm going to recap the specific show times uh, for those who might be catching us for the first time. Uh, this podcast is live every other Saturday on YouTube and Twitch. Uh, this show starts at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern and 6 p.m. in the UK. We've got an audio version on SoundCloud, iTunes and on Spotify. If you are watching us recorded, let us know what you thought in the comments. Uh, we're always eager to hear and continue to refine the show. Um, with that said, I think it's chat's final time to shine. So are there any uh, signals in chat that we want to echo there, Jose? Just take a look. All right, and, let's uh, see here. Have a browse. Okay. A lot of people are actually very excited about the XR Elite. A lot of comparisons. Um, let's see here. A lot of Pico 4 versus Quest Pro. Just a lot of feverish debates against headsets happening right now, which is really cool to see. Um, I love it. I love it. Of course, we love we love the contestants of mm-hmm. different options. Bring on the there. console wars! I'm I'm really hype. A lot of people keep saying that's not a good idea, but as somebody who lived it. through the console wars, like yeah. you get your 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 mascots. VR needs a mascot. You know what I mean? Um, it used to be Lucky uh, back in the day, but for Lucky's tale. But I would love to see like. I don't know. I want a Super Mario for VR. Like I want, I want that. I, Give me a Crash Bandicoot. Like I want. I that think as VR long mascot. as it's, as long as it's playful and not hateful. You know, mm-hmm. when it comes to like people, it's just like sporting teams. You can have like fun rivalry. When it gets to the point where you're like putting bricks through people's windows, maybe that's maybe it's time to stop. Well, you know I disagree I mean? with you, bro. If I see you wearing a MetaQuest shirt, it's on site. If I see you, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> just give me. Well, <laughs> 
We certainly dolled you up right in the trailer, didn't we? Uh, on the new intro. Yeah, that's funny. Uh, Manic in the, in the chat had said, only discovered F-Reality last week, subbing, backing, listened to about six backlog episodes. Uh, a shame I hadn't heard of them before. Well, welcome along, uh, Manic. And I really suggest uh, go right the way back. Watch right through. There's been an amazing number of years uh, that F-Reality is there. They are fun, even now, to listen back to. So when you get all cut up, go backwards. Also, uh, there are... Um, for anyone who's a fan and happens to be heading to GDC in California, before the next podcast, these three fine people are going to be there. And also, we got stickers. So oh, <laughs> we'll be whoa, giving stickers whoa. to these whoa, <laughs> with the new logo. So uh, for those of you who caught my uh, adorned mug as I was drinking away here in oh, F-Reality yeah. style. Um, so I've got stickers for my friends here on the cast, and I'm going to be giving them some, so tag them. I'm landing on Tuesday, though, so I'm not there for the full week. I'm there Tuesday uh, through Thursday uh, on the show floor, so hopefully I'll be able to tag these two, give them their stickers, and send them on their merry way. But it'll be the first time we get to meet in person. Yes. We've been completely oh virtual. Oh, I'm so hyped. Which is, yeah, yeah, you're going to have to hold the, the tears back and all that, and, and the chainsaws. No chainsaws <laughs> through security. He's, he's missing uh, you know, from it, us now, and he'll be missing from us at GDC. Dude, what I was well, wondering, we'll what I was wondering, Zen, when you mentioned uh, and, you, and uh, the user who, who, and thank you so much for 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 subscribing to us. But Manic, you know, yeah. Adam, I was just thinking to myself, we should probably explain that we we, we used to be called Nathy and Mike, and the, the, they would be a little <laughs> bit confused about the transitions that we made. You know, so that, so we should probably say that you know we we went through changes. You know, like I decided to get a little bit tanner, Adam. Yeah, Adam. You know, did a, a much more intense change than I did, but you know. <laughs> It's really worked podcast. on the bald spot. Yeah, yeah really worked on the bald spot. <laughs> Went for some dye. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> that is lovely. Those yeah. guys are going to love that. Um, so, yeah, for those who are going out to San Francisco, um, you know, we'll see you there. And, uh, what, yeah, if you need a, if you need some laptop graffiti, then uh, just hit us up. Uh, very good. For those of you who just joined us halfway through the podcast and missed our brand new intro, uh, well, when we finish live, wind it back, check it out. Let us know what you think. Um and that's really us, your fighters at F-Reality. Um, I'll just say goodbye, Altspace. Thanks for listening. And uh, let's get out of here and jump on a plane. All right. All right.